Good evening and welcome to show 71 of the Over 35s podcast. Um, I'd like to invite everybody in tonight. First of all, we have Chini. Ah, I'm here, really. Hello. <laughs> and we've got yeah. uh, we've got the Duke, as always. Not for one think that the problem was that the band was down. I think that the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed <laughs> by a dwarf. All right. Okay, that's Spinal Tap, isn't it? Easy. Yes, it is. <laughs> Here, wait, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Say that again. That's Spinal Tap, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you see, I knew I'd get yeah. one. I knew I'd get one eventually. That's a point for you in advance on the quiz. Hey, yes, we are having the quiz again tonight. You know, yes. it, went, it went so well last week. Uh, that we're gonna, but this week we're gonna rotate the quiz master. So this week it's Chinny. Yes, oh, my plan is to murder it so bad that they will never let me do it again. <laughs> okay. No, your plan <laughs> is to softball all the questions to me, so I don't feel so bad about losing like well, an idiot ch- last week. Do you check your emails, Dick? It should be no problem. <laughs> oh uh, no, no, Ooh, it's, it's fixed. investment opportunity in Yemen. Fixed. It's a fix. <laughs> Leaves her all night. Awesome. <laughs> Well, I'd like. Sorry, I'll stop checking my email now. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk video games. Okay. Well, I'd I'd like to start off tonight by saying that I've I've actually traded in ODST. You've got rid of it. I got rid. What? How long was that? A week? Uh, no, no, it's not. It's about three weeks, isn't it? Four weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Lols. Did you ever play Firefight? Yeah, yeah, I played that. And I'd like to say to thank Hawkson. I played quite a bit with Hawkson, so we played quite a few games. Uh, I was drunk a couple of times, so I wasn't much use, and a couple of times I was sober, which was always good. Um, but yeah, um, what was interesting though, I thought before I trade in, I better just check how I get this code, you know, for the uh, Halo Reach beta. Ah, <laughs> thinking like, ahead ah, to the next game already. I was thinking ahead, right? So I was thinking ahead. So I'm like looking, and I looked in the package, and I'm like, well, where is it then? So I thought, oh, speaking of you. So I go, puts a game in, turns it on, like, goes to the options, trying to find, I couldn't find could I couldn't find this code anywhere. Or how, how where do I do is it? Where is that Where code? is it indeed? Find the fish. <laughs> so fish. I, I thought I'd better Google it and find out where I'm going wrong. So I Googled it, and do you know where the code is? Do, you, do either of you two know? The disc. When it's it embedded. In your uh, when, it's, when spring comes, a little magical yep. uh, option will appear on the menu. Play Halo Reach Beta. Thanks for keeping the game. Now, do you know what? I think that's quite a clever little ploy because it did make me think twice for a second and go, ooh, should I hold on to it? And then I thought, do you know what? I can't be arsed. <laughs> so, so I traded it in anyway. Um, how much do you think I got for it, by the way? Any ideas? How much do you think I got? £22.73. That's it. £25. Whoa, good guess, Duke. It was £24 is what they gave me as a, as a bit of trading credit. And, um, yeah, so I was like, oh, £24, not bad. I bought it off shop. game or game station? Uh, no, it was a Blockbusters. Ah, why for treading on all over point, though? I know, yeah. But what was quite interesting as well is um, I only paid twenty eight ninety five for it off shop two in the first place. So I only lost four quid. So, lost? Yeah. Don't you mean you only paid that money in order to have a fun gaming experience? You haven't lost anything. It's like you're investing in, oh, I lost some money on this game trade. <laughs> I did, I did. I lost yeah. four <laughs> but yeah, so um, anyway, I'm going to put that towards Borderlands when that comes out on Friday. So that's what I'm going to. Yeah, so you're like, gonna... shoot a gun through your head and it explodes and smoke, man! Like yo, who are you going to be? That's a good question, actually. 
I think oh, I don't know. I quite well, like. You don't know. Listening, we, there's four characters on it's... Borderlands, kind of like Left 4 Dead. They got very distinct personalities, and it looks like they got distinct abilities too. Who are, go through the characters because not everybody knows what we're talking about. Okay, the, the character would be the boxy one. Which one's Brick? You mean I don't Brick? like. Yeah, he's fighting. I don't like melee combat, not in Fallout yeah. or anything like that. So I yeah. would. But uh, I mean, he doesn't only do melee. He's got that huge minigun at one point. Too. What's, yeah. what's the What's yeah. the chick up to? What's she do? She's, 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 she can go invisible. She has an invisible power. What about this one? She's got other powers too, don't she? She's got like she's the spellcaster, right? Yeah, she does a bit of stealthy stuff. She's like the stealthy one. What about the other two guys? Okay, let let's go through them. So we've got although I've no right. idea how to pronounce this, but I'm gonna have a go anyway. Mordecai Mordecai? Mordecai is probably Mordecai. Uh which is he's he's sort of the sniper rifle expert, isn't he? I think he's like the hunter. Yeah, the hunter. He's he's and he has this really cool. What you you get an ability, a starting skill, and ability at the beginning each time. And his is is called Bloodwing. So he has this ability called Bloodwing, which he can actually uh, summon this giant bird of prey, which comes in uh, to sort of attack the enemies for him. So there you go. But you have to wait another twenty eight seconds. So it's got a twenty eight second cooldown before you can summon it again. Oh, yeah. Which is quite cool. So that's his ability, and he's he's obviously good with sniper rifles, um, and he's a bit of a gunslinger as well. He's he's the old sort of revolver. So that's what he does, which is rather cool. And then the second one is Lilith, which we've already mentioned, Lilith, and um, she's basically more the assassin. So she's sort of can turn invisible. She can get around the back flank enemies. So that's her. Sword. She, she, can she can she dive into a huge pile of hay from on top of a tower? I don't think so, but it's possible. That defines an assassin. It's possible. You never know. Yeah. But yeah, again, it's. Uh, but I, I like this cooldown thing. So it's like thirty-six seconds between. It's called phase walking, which reminded me a little bit of. Uh, God, what was the game with the Indian guy in? Um, Prey. Gone. No, Prey. It reminded me a bit of Prey because he had this uh, spirit walk thing where he could leave his body and yeah. go around corners and no one could see you. So that was right. quite cool. So it reminded me a little bit of that. And then the next one we have is Brick, which is one Chini doesn't want to be. And he's he's just huge. And I like the trailer says, and Brick as himself. Yeah. And it says like Mordecai the hunter and Lilith, you know, the sorceress or whatever, and then Brick as himself. And he's basically big melee combat uh, blasters, big guns, and his his starting skill, his special skill, is berserker mode, where he just goes berserk. Apparently, really, <laughs> yeah. Like and he and he just throws punches and kicks in every direction at all the enemies as you run towards them. From what I can gather, so there you go. And you get resistance to any damage, and you regenerate health while berserking. So there you go. Uh, you can only do that once every 60 seconds, so his is, uh, his is a bit slower. And then the final character is Roland, who's a soldier. Yeah, I like him. I'm probably going to be him. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be him, though, aren't they? Because he's like the the standard person, isn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah if, if I don't he... know what to do. I don't know what to pick. I'll just pick him. He looks... yeah. See, but on the... no, but hang on. For me, it's process of elimination. I'm, I'm with you on the melee thing. I don't want to be melee. Uh, uh, Spellcasting, maybe. I mean, she'd probably be my second pick, but I'm not a sniper. I'm so not a sniper. I'm like, that's the last thing I ever want to be ever. So, process of elimination, man. But he, his special skill or starting skill is the Scorpio turret, which is a, a turret with a shield. 
which you can sort of pop out and then use it for cover and obviously shoot people at the same time. Yeah, so that's what that's what he does. But they've all got these cool skill trees. Have you seen the skill trees and how they work yeah. for leveling up? Yeah. They look really cool, I have to say. Yeah. But one of the one of the things I don't know whether you notice this, but one of the things that sort of was I thought was was the coolest is there's there's like have you seen how the multiplayer uh, part of it works? I don't think so. Which I thought, how cool is that? So there's a little bit of player versus player. Basically, at any time in the game, you know, even when you're playing in co-op, if you melee another player, it issues a challenge to that player within the game. Oh, so you're like, you're, okay, you're with your band of four. You yep. see another band of four in the distance. You go over to them, you melee them, and that's a challenge. No, I don't think you do see it. I think that's within your group of four. So you can challenge people in your own little group. Oh, yeah, huh? And then the two of you go at it? And then the two of you go at it one-on-one. Like a like Mortal Kombat style. Yeah, I get that impression. It's that weird. sounds like um, Saints Row 2. In Saints Row 2, you could do that. When you play co-op, if you, for some reason, turned the friendly fire off and killed one another, it would go, would you like to challenge him? In the yeah. Would you like a challenge? And then uh, you would challenge each other. It was fun. Yeah, it does sound quite cool, that. But they have to return the melee attack to sort of instigate it. If they don't hit you back, then it doesn't sort of do anything. You can just beat the crap out of them all day long. Yeah, Come maybe. on, why don't you respond? Why don't you respond? <laughs> ah, leave me alone. But then you can you can also travel to arenas located in different locations in the game world. And they're made for competitive play where you can do face-off or free-for-all games or team-based games mm. within the game. So they I'm... sort of worked it into the game rather than just having it as a, a separate, separate feature. Yeah. Game. That's kind of cool because it maintains that kind of world integrity. I think it's really cool. I like that. I mean, I'm not as I don't know whether I'm as convinced about the the random weapon generation. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like it could be interesting or it might suck. You know, because it's, it's got, either going to be. It seems like it either be really cool or it'd be really weak. But it's like it's saying the sort of will generate more than six hundred and fifty thousand different guns and five hundred thousand different item and armor variations. But what that means is, okay, sometimes the armor you find is going to be plus one, and sometimes it's plus two. Ooh, those are two different variations. But it's like it says the gun total is now over sixteen million. I mean, how can you have sixteen million different gun variations? Because again, like you have a gun that has a clip of thirty, and you have another gun that has a clip of thirty-five. Two completely different guns. That's how they're counting that sort of thing. I mean, the guys here who said they did, they, they did a little bit of a playthrough said they saw a ridiculous amount of guns, but perhaps the strangest was a revolver that fired shotgun shells. You know, that doesn't sound too strange to me, to be fair. You know, well, how so. that, it sounds like a shotgun. Yeah, it's a shotgun. Like a pistol. Yeah, I mean, it's not totally. See, that's the thing. Right. I mean, that's the thing. There may be all sorts of weird combinations of how they look and how they work, but ultimately, you're going to probably end up with like five or six different, you know, sniper rifle, shotgun, pistol submachine gun, bazooka, you know. I don't think it's going to be all that different in in, in practice, you know. No, you actually... I... I mean, he said, I mean, this one does sound cool. He said one of the guns uh, tracks onto something and locks, and after three seconds, the target just suddenly explodes. That'd be quite cool, I suppose. Yeah. be quite cool. I, like I imagine it depends on the target. I think the whole gun thing is going to be one of those things that was just overhyped. Well, they've said it. They've said it now, and I think, you know, people have blown it out of proportion. And even in the trailer, they joke about it. They go, and a bazillion combinations of guns, because they know it's just a stupid... Well, gimmick. people latch on to numbers, I mean, you know, and they just took the number and they ran with it. But people need to stop and think, well, what does that really mean? 
Yeah, I think the other cool there is some cool stuff going on the outside of that though, because one of the other cool things is all the obviously all the towns and, and maps and stuff like that will say stay the same, but the surrounding area of the towns will be randomly generated. So yeah, that's cool. So each time you play through, you'll get different scenery to travel between the towns, which I assume is probably going to be the bow lake of the game is traveling between areas. Yeah, sure. You know, but that's that's going to be cool. You know, and that's that's quite cool. And there's like random caves and towers and bunkers and exploding cactuses, apparently, which sounds a bit mm-hmm. uh, strange. Does it has spiders in it. Yeah, interesting. Um, and the way you'll get the, the it's, it's the the usual RPG type thing where you get your missions from what I can gather off just talking to people so you talk to different people and they'll give you missions to do yeah, that's cool. you know I mean the story doesn't sound particularly deep well, you know from what I've read it's basically there's a, a sort of mythical vault which yeah. you have to find which has loads of treasure in apparently from what I can gather and that's about the size of the uh, the main quest and strangely you're the only ones looking for this vault that never made sense to me yeah in a lot of post-apocalyptic tales it's like Especially video games, it's like, you seem to be the only person hunting for this. Well, there may be, I don't know whether there may be other random AI characters who are looking for it also in the game. You never know, yeah. that might be in the game. I suppose Fallout had the other people, the, you know, the whatever it was called. The, they were searching for the water project and trying to take it over. Yeah. yeah. Enclave. The Enclave. They took it over and picked it up. Oh, spoiler alert, thanks, hello. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell people about how the the president's really a computer. Oh, uh, but the other good, I was going to say the I final. Didn't know that, actually, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was going to say the final thing is as well as uh, apparently the other way you'll get missions is that in the in the towns you visit there'll be like boards up with mission you know where you can go and actually pick up yeah, yeah. quests. Kind of random, like go kill. The yeah, that people. Yeah, I like that, that sort of thing. That's what Sacred Two is all about. That sort of thing. It's just like there's missions everywhere. And I gotta say, this is something I'm curious about for you guys, just to ask the question: Do you prefer in games like this, uh, like maybe you'd have like ten? longer missions that are sort of central to the story or do you like having 50 smaller missions that aren't really story based but you have a lot of them you can do sort of in a row do you want to go Chini what do you want I haven't I don't know because Fallout has a bunch of those sort of you know you have a smaller number but they're very story based and they're kind of you know multi-part each quest has several stages in it yeah, but like, there's, you've got a lot of side quests as well in Fallout, so what category would Fallout be in? Yeah, I'd say it's mostly story-based, because I'm talking about quests that sort of add up to something, you know, like the, the, yeah. the, the focus oh, yeah, of the game. Yeah. yeah, well, the side quests are just one thing and then it's over, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I like, maybe, because the, the one thing I was disappointed with Fallout side quests are they don't lead on to anything. Like, mm-hmm. um, when when I saved like, the Tenpenny Hotel and I killed the ghouls, yeah. Um. Like every all those characters, I expected like those to kind of adapt to that change and then give me quests because of that, and they didn't. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I, I know they just kind of like thanks for getting rid of those ghouls, and I was like, well, that that was about six months ago. Yeah. Uh. Well, are you still thanking me for it? It's just. <laughs> right. Right. I just wish it developed like, like one quest would develop more. Like the, I know the the main quest does. Yeah. But the side quest just kind of it's one thing. This happens. Done. Yeah. Right. And I wish it it, it like moved on a bit more. About you, Stu? I think I'd actually go for the more ten longer quests in all Story honesty. Story-based stuff? Yeah. I think only because, and I'll probably base this on playing through Mass Effect, where I did a few of the side missions, but I was more interested in the main story arc and right, right. did some of them, but then found them a bit repetitive and a bit boring, so I'd rather have something that has a point to it. So that's probably me. I'd, yeah. 
Yeah. I'd probably enjoy that more. I can see that. You know, so that's. I that's think, yeah, I think you know, now that I think about it, I think Fallout does a good combination of doing the central story things, but then also side things. That, yeah. I yeah, know. I don't think I'll play a game where there's just a million quests to do. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another one besides Sacred, but I think, you know, there's some old role-playing games. That well, at least Diablo been. lie, though, because I've never played yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, there's one called uh, Avernum. There's a Mac game, Vernum, Vernum 2, Vernum 3, and it's it's very... they got the boards, like you were saying about Borderlands. You know, there's a post up, and it's like, kill this person, kill that person. Uh, on Saints Row 1, I don't know, probably 2, too. I haven't played 2 yet, but you know, they have things. The side missions are sort of like there's an assassination side mission. There's like a, a car thieving side mission. You've got to go find all these different cars. Yeah. And that yeah. sort of thing. I, I kind of like that sort of thing. Because I can just do one here, do one there, and it doesn't feel like I have to invest a whole lot of time into it. I can just do part of it here and... Yeah, I think the only problem with that is, and I think that's you know the same problem with a lot of side missions. That the, there is a risk that it's going to get repetitive and boring because there's yeah. only so many variations of a side mission they can give you to do. Yeah, it's true. I think it depends. I think in in sort of Bethesda they do them particularly well. You know, in Oblivion there's a lot of really interesting side missions. Well, and and again they build on each other. I think that's yeah. one of the really important differences. With Oblivion you go, yeah, you have the the Brotherhood, Dark Brotherhood. You go assassinate people. It all builds up and builds up on that same course. Yeah, to and a I wish they done, as well. Yeah, exactly. I wish they would have done that with Fallout because I think there are some good possibilities for that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I played through every sort of quest line in Oblivion and loved them all. Yeah, I think yeah. the, the Dark Brotherhood was probably the most fun to do, you know, especially the one where you had to uh, go around the house killing all the, the you know, the like the murder mystery evening almost. Yeah, yeah that was pretty fun. And that, that was, was a lot cool. of fun. without anyone seeing you kill the other the other people yeah. in the house. I thought that was yeah, very... but on the other hand, the, the the house is so small they should have put it in a proper mansion because that house had maybe four rooms, and you're gonna have to be like. Oh, where did all these people go? <laughs> I think there's a pile of bodies in the next room is where. <laughs> but yeah, it was very cool. So yeah, Borderlands, I'm getting it on Friday. Are you two getting this, picking it up? Probably, um, I want to wait a little bit for some of the reviews. Yeah, well, uh, what I originally was going to do, I was going to trade in Operation Flashpoint for Uncharted. But because I'm weak, I just bought Uncharted anyway. Uh, so I'll probably trade in Operation Flashpoint and then get Borderlands. Well, I was going to say that the the, the reviews are starting to hit now, and there, it's averaging around 8s and 9s, so it's, it's getting some I, the, the problem solid. with this game is, I don't think it'll sell. Well, it's fun. I thought that. I put a thing up on the site about it, and there's quite a few people, Peter, so I'm hoping even if I can just find three other people who buy it on my friends list so I can play it at least, you know? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be... I mean, at the moment, it's FIFA 10 is number one in the UK, yeah. and... Uh, number two is Uncharted 2. Uh, uh, but I, I really don't think it's going to be up there. I don't think Borderlands... It'll be maybe in the top ten, but it's going to be very, like, eight, nine, I think. I yeah, don't no, it's gonna, sort of I, I, I don't think it's going to have a big impact on, like, mainstream media, you know, and it's going to be one of those, like, what was that game? You know, like, I don't think people are going to remember this game, but it's not saying that it's a bad game or anything. It looks very good. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it could still be terrible. We don't know. But I just don't think it's going to do amazingly well, which is sad, really. Yeah, no, I think it's potentially going to be a little bit niche, isn't it? You know, there's, the, the people who like it will I, probably really like it. There's nothing There's nothing about it that really, like... I mean, you look at the cover and you, you, you it still doesn't answer the... I mean, when you look at a cover, it's supposed to say, this is what this game is about. You know, you look at Call of Duty, you see guns, military, you're like, yes, I know what this game is 
it's about shooting guns in the military. This front cover, it's it's got a guy shooting himself in the head, and there's all weird stylized graphics, and there's numbers flying out of people's fucking bodies when you shoot them. It's very weird. Uh, it's and as you say, niche and. Yeah, I just don't think people are going to... They're probably going to pick it up and go, that looks okay, but it's not, you know, I'm not going to buy it. I think the only I reason I'm... Maybe a little too foreign to them to get mass acceptance, but that's, I don't know, that might make it even better for me. Well, I was going to say, the only reason I'm picking it up is because I've I've seen it compared more than once to uh, World of Warcraft in its feel. Apparently, it, it plays a lot like an MMO, a lot of people are saying. So they say, you know, you get that MMO feeling because you do a lot of looting and a lot of sort of questing together. They said it's the first sort of, you know, really good role-playing game experience where you can play together with other people. So that's why I'm going for it, because I've been waiting for that type of game to come for, like, as far as I can remember back. So that's that's why I'm going to go for it for. Anyway, um, moving on, just talking, just just quickly talking about games like that, you know, I think I need to clarify, because I was called out on the Overseas Connection, about my comment about Brutal Legends being a sleeper hit. Oh, snap. So, uh, you know, I've got to clarify. Here comes the tension. No, not at all, not at all. Because (laughs) I I probably didn't word it in the right way. That's probably not what I meant. I think probably what what I meant by what I said was that I wasn't expecting it to be any good, quite honestly. I was expecting it to be a bit pants and a bit sort of, you know, generic and a bit sort of... And it it surprised me in a way. I suppose that's probably more what I meant, is I was surprised by the quality of the game. Although hit probably wasn't a good word, because I have seen hardly anybody playing it. So I don't think anyone's going to pick it up anyway. Or not so many people. I mean, I don't know what you two think. Well, I haven't been on my Xbox to so know. I, don't, I, I haven't... I've been on about two hours very briefly on Burnout because I had some time to kill, but I, I haven't looked at my friend's list or anything, so I don't know if people have been playing it. I know a friend of mine bought it Friday when I bought Uncharted, um, and he was really hyped for it, but like me, he hasn't opened the wrapper yet. Well, let, so... let, me, let me ask you this, both of you. I mean, we've all played the demo, and we all thought the demo was really, really good, didn't we? Yeah. You know, We all agreed yeah. that it was really good, really solid. I, I mean, are you going to rent or buy this, Duke? Well, I've been hearing the letters RTS about this thing, so that's really making me stay away for right now until I learn more about it. Because I've heard there's all sorts of strategy involved, and I'm like, dude, what is that? That's exactly why I didn't want it from the demo. demo makes it look like it's smack people with your axe over and killing lots of people. And if there's a lot of strategy and moving stuff around, I don't know. That's not as attractive. And what so about- I, I'm, I'm undecided right now. And what about you, Chini? Then you going to buy or rent this? I will rent it, I think. Yeah, do you know? I'm sort of thinking about it, but then I'm thinking, you know, there's Borderlands and I've, you know, loads of Uncharted 2 to play, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still a bit. I won't, I won't yeah. buy it. I won't buy it, but there, there aren't going to be many games that I will buy this year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I sort of said at the beginning that I was going to wait on this for probably to find it used or something. If it's good, it'll stand the test of time, and there's no need to get it right away because there's no multiplayer or nothing. Yeah, no, well, that's what I mean. It's sort of one of those. It's a funny game because, it, it, you know, you play the demo and you're, like, really impressed, but it's still not enough for me to go and commit to it somehow. There is a there is a multiplayer, Duke, by the way. Oh, is there? Well, I haven't heard anything about it. And I don't know anybody who's like, hey, get this. It'll be tacked on, won't it? Yeah. Well, that might be can't, We can't say that. That's, we, can't, uh, we can't, but we, it's probably we can't. true. It's no, probably we true. can't. We can't say things and not back them up, can we, Stuart? Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. 
Yeah, fair, yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, Uncharted 2, we have mentioned it a few times, I suppose we should talk about it, because you've obviously got it, haven't you, Chinny? So what do you think? Yeah, well, the rapper's really nice. <laughs> so what do you think of the game, then? How good is talk that? Talk about the font. Talk about the font on the front. Yeah, yeah, well, I've sniffed it a few times, and I, it does That's smell like sniffed. a game. It does how, smell. How can you buy the game and not play it? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Let me ask you this, right? The first night you got... Bullied. No, it's let me ask boy. you this. The first night you got Gears of War 2, did you play it? No. No? No, remember? Seriously? I did a whole fucking blog about that. All right, the next night. So you, you so, so... No, I, I didn't play it for a whole week. I bought it on the Friday and I didn't play it till Tuesday or something. Why was that? I can't remember now. Because I had uh, a lot of work to do. And I, I did a blog about it and... Um... Ah, uh, I do vaguely remember that now. Took a you picture mentioned. of it and everything. And what about the original Gears of War then? I just to know you were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time ago now. Nearly yeah. a year ago, that is. The blogs are back, by the way. I know, I noticed, I noticed. Yeah. I haven't done one. Just the bike. The back on the other 35s. So, so what about the original Gears of War? Did you play that straight away? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever play a game straight away? <laughs> I don't know about the original Gears of War. So funny. I really don't know. If I, I can't remember like the first time I, I bought it. Well, while you're thinking, I'll say that Gears of War 1 was one of the reasons I got an Xbox in the first place. Because I went over to a friend's house, and he was uh, we were just sort of talking and hanging out. And he was like, hey, have you seen Gears of War? And I was like, no. And so we played a little bit, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. Because it was the first time a game had done that. Like, running, and it, the game looks different when you're running, you know? It, like pulls the sides in and stuff, and I was really impressed with that. So when my PS2 died and I needed a DVD player, I was like, hey, Xbox, let's do it. And it was the first game I bought. There you go. Um, But Uncharted 2, well, I'll talk about it, because I've played I actually played it. You know, I bought this game and and played it. Ooh, fancy guy. Played played, this game. You know, know, funny that, isn't it? You buy a game and and play it. It doesn't matter, Stu, because in about two weeks, you won't like it anymore. (laughs) That's why he has to hurry up and talk about it now. (laughs) That's just not true. That's just not true. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, no. We'll we'll see. Are you putting money down on that? Let's see if it's true or not. This will be a keeper. Ten pounds Uh, if in two weeks you don't own this game anymore. Okay, betrayed uh, in this game. All right, all right. Shoot. So, have you played the single player? I have. Have you played the multiplayer? I have. Have you played the co-op? I have. <laughs> How many hours of the single player have you played? I'm probably would say I'm about four hours in. I would think at a guess. And, and on just your experience with the campaign, would you say it's worth buying? Yes. <laughs> there you go. So there if you, you haven't got it yet, and you got a PS3, boy. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, there's a few things that have really impressed me about this compared to a lot of other single players. It's not, you know what, everyone's sort of, you know, it, it, it's still a little bit of that, you know, you really hype for it, and then when you get it, it's still, it's, you know, really, really good and really solid, but it's still not this mythical, no. most amazing thing you've ever seen in your entire life. You know what it's I mean? A it's, game. it's a game. Yeah. As much as people would like to think it's that, you know, it, it's very, very solid, and it is one of the best games I've played this year. But it's still, you know, this mythical up on a pedestal with a halo around it. Thing, right? When I, I played <laughs> Uncharted One not so long ago, about a month or so ago, and I was because so many people have hoped for Uncharted Two. I was like, man, Uncharted One's going to be amazing, and it was good. Don't get me wrong, it, yeah. it was it was a great game. All right, but it's not like. It didn't blow me out, out of the water or anything. I wasn't like, oh my god. You know, when the first time you see, like, Gears of War or something like that, 
He didn't do that to me. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty game. It plays well. It's it's a funny. It's got funny characters in it and a great story and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is Jesus too. You know, it's just it's just a Tomb Raider esque game with Gears of War mechanics and a and a funny kind of character, Indiana Jones setting, and yeah, it's it's just very very good. That's Uncharted One in a nutshell, and I. So I haven't got overhyped for this, but I, I am looking forward to playing it. The reason why I haven't played it is because, purely because I've got a lot of work to do, and uh, yeah, and I haven't played any any games at all this week. So, well, I mean, there there are. I mean, don't misunderstand me. It's probably one of the best games I've played this year yeah. so far. You know, uh-huh. so don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But it does some things so well. I mean, one of one of the really nice things about it is because all the cutscenes are in game engine. Yeah. You know, there's none of these been done. You know, there's no CG cutscenes. They're all done with the game engine, so they're all with. It, it flows from one part to another, and it'll cut to a little cutscene. You know, just to do an animation of something, and then straight back into the gameplay. Yeah, uh, that's good. I like that. It's really nicely done. There's no loading screens. You never see it. You'll see a black screen in between scenes. But that is the extent of it. There are no loading screens at all. What another cool little feature it does, which is really clever, is there is there is no checkpoint flashing up on the screen. So you never know where any of the checkpoints are because it doesn't tell you. So you never know where. So you, you... Well, it saves. I mean, it does that on, on the first one. But the only way you find out is when you when you press start and go save game. And, it, yeah. and, it's, and it, it says a lot, like saved one minute ago or saved two minutes ago. So you you never bothered about saving it, and yeah, I, the, the, what I'm excited for is the multiplayer though, because yeah, I mean I know the campaign's going to be great, but I've yet to really like get immersed in the multiplayer on the PS3, and uh, Duke will tell you that I tried Killzone 2, but I was I nearly fell asleep because it was. Well, because you were playing at like five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm shooting it, but you still managed to beat me when we were playing yeah. two against the box. So <laughs> imagine what you'd be like when you're playing well rested. I know. It wasn't that it was it was bad. It was just because I just think I've missed that train now. I missed the Killzone Two yeah, train, and and I'm I'm here for the the Uncharted Two one. So hopefully I can get in on it and and kind of feel because when I when I switch for PS3 on, it just feels like I'm not. I'm just. I'm switching a console, and when I switch up my Xbox on, I feel like I'm I'm switching like a whole network, and I'm I'm you know seeing what my friends. Sometimes I switch it on just to see what my friends are doing, or see who's online or whatever. But I never do that with the PS3. I just switch it on because I don't know I want to use the BBC iPlayer or whatever. I think what's, what's interesting for me, like this, you know, when it launched on Friday, you know, on Saturday, I was expecting to, because I have about fifty or sixty people on my PS3 friends list, so I have a lot of people on it. And I was expecting to turn it on and see at least 15 people playing it, you know? You know, like, there's a huge release on the 360. As soon as you turn it on, you know, there's 20-plus yeah. people on your friends list all playing the same game, isn't there? You know what I mean? And you see that. And and the most I've seen on it was about six, you know, off my friends list. And I was like, just, you know, it just feels weird because, you know, it's a massive game. It's really cool. It's really clever. The, vo- the voice acting is just brilliant. The scripting is excellent. The pacing is good. You know, everything about it is is really well done, you know. And you can tell, you, you know, the attention to detail. And I know you, you don't understand the draw distance thing, but it makes a massive difference in this game. You know, when you're in somewhere that's supposedly Nepal and you can see right into the mountains, right into the 
the distance, you know. It, yeah, it, I, I've sort of backed off that a little bit. It does feel you're like you're fully immersed in the game, you know, and, and there's yeah, some cool yeah. set pieces, you know. I mean, you've everybody's seen, so there's no spoilers here, but everybody's seen the, you know, the bit where you're getting chased by the helicopter going through the building. Hmm. And and playing that section is is really cool, you know. It's really clever, but it it borrows from so many other games. You know, at the end of that section, it's sort of very Half Life Two ish. I have to say, sort of at the end of that section. Well, I don't want that chopper's following you all the while. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it is even the way it finishes is very Half Life Two ish. Um, but what's quite nice, I mean, Naughty Naughty Dog have. Uh, have actually cited Bungie, haven't they, and Infinity Ward as, as helping them to sort of make the game at the end of the... the they've, they've actually acknowledged them in the credits of the game at the end, as, as you know. And when they were asked about it, they said, well, you know, we, we share technology with each other, you know, we share ideas and technology, which I think, if, if that is true, I think that's a really cool thing, to be honest. Hang on, who do they share technologies with? Uh, Bungie. Bungie? Yeah. Yeah, so they put them in the credits at the end and, and Infinity Ward, apparently. So and, and it would also explain why Bungie have been bigging up Uncharted 2 and have been seen playing it in all sorts of games conferences, haven't they? Well, they, you know... It's the dawn oh. of merger previews. Oh, my God. They, 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 make, they made Halo, which is Xbox exclusive, but they like a PS3 game. The rules of the world are bent now. I mean, They're just to start talking about Bungie, bad Bungie, Bungie dog. But I was yeah. going to say, just to, just to let you know, just to give you some news about the multiplayer, they have changed the multiplayer quite a bit from transition from demo to the full title. Like how? Uh-huh. No more team deathmatch? No, the team deathmatch is still there, but they've taken all the variants out of the team, de- right. uh, team deathmatch playlist. That's all gone now. No. It's just that straight deathmatch. What they've... No, what they've done is they've put an old competitive modes playlist in and all the variants and all that are within that. So you'll put that on and you'll play all sorts of stuff. But I'll be honest, we couldn't get a game in that. When we went on it, obviously no one else was playing it. So it was hard to get get a match together on that. So I was a bit disappointed with that because I liked the variants. I thought they were really cool. Like the RPGs only and the pistols and grenades. I thought they were great. See, because people are, I mean, can you set up your own game with those rules? Yeah, I think so. I haven't tried it yet, but I, I, I would assume, I hope so, because that'd be cool if you got a few. I mean, we got six, there were six of us playing as friends, and we were playing, um, you know, the co-op, um, not the co-op, we were playing the Gold Rush, sorry. Yeah, there was six yeah. of us playing the Gold Rush together, and, and it was a lot of fun. And the, there's two new maps. There's two extra maps over the, the demo. Uh, there's one which is the, where the train wreck is. So there's, and that's quite cool because there's a lot of snow blowing around, and the, the vision's not great, so it, your sort of vision's impaired as you're running around the map. So that's quite cool. And then the other one was like a temple map, and it was huge, quite a big map. Probably, the biggest, probably a bit bigger than the village or a similar size to that, and that was uh, very good as well. So, yeah, overall, I've been, you know, it's sort of lived up to expectation, really. You know, I've not been disappointed with anything so far. But obviously, once you've given it a play, Ginny, we can maybe talk a little bit more about it next week. Uh, I was, I, I am planning on playing it tonight, but I don't know. It depends how like, we, we get done. Yeah. So, so if you get to, so we'll talk about it next week. So we'll, you know, that's a little taster of what stay I Stay tuned, people. We're going to have some. I might even rent it. I and mean, if we can say we're going to put in the time. Yeah. Get it rented, uh, and then then we'll play some stuff. Um, Duke, I believe you've been uh, 
finishing some games for it. Finishing games. I finished two games in 48 hours. It was amazing. It was like, okay, I finished Fear Files, the extraction point, whatever it was, because there's this DLC for the first Fear, or it's an expansion pack. I guess it wasn't DLC. But anyway, so I played it through, and I mean, it was okay. It was sort of like your bog standard Fear knockoff, trying to be scary, but not really that frightening. But well, that was not- interesting. I don't know. That's not the DLC but, for Fear 2. No, 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 not the DLC oh. for Fear 2. This is, oh. this is the expansion pack for Fear. It's called, it's called Extraction Point. There were two of them. There was also one called Perseus Mandate. But all the reviews I read of Perseus Mandate were like, this game sucks. This isn't worth any money at all. Don't bother. So I didn't even play it, actually. So anyway, I finished Extraction Point, and I went to sell it. And there's, I didn't go to my usual game spot because I've been going there a lot lately, and I kind of feel like I've got most of the things that I wanted to get from them. So there's this place near my house that's really kind of a small, kind of a dumpy shop. But the nice thing is, because they're kind of desperate to get games in, they'll give you more in trade. So I traded them in. I traded Oblivion and Fear Factors or whatever it was, and... uh I got $14 for both of them, which is all right. They're kind of old, so that's a fair deal, I think. And I got Quantum of Solace. Ah, that sweet playing that. Awesome. I loved it. I finished it in 24 hours because I just did not want to stop playing. There, I never reached a point where I was like, I think I'll go do something else now. And in fact, I got about halfway through the game, and I'm like, wow, I'm really hungry. I need to go eat something. It was really <laughs> addictive, really well done. I love it. Have y'all played that? No, I really yeah. want to though. I really, yeah. when it came out, I heard it was a, a decent shooter, a decent Bond game. You know, um, you know who the who the developer was on that, don't you? I know. Does yeah. Duke know? Does Duke yeah, know? Yeah, I know. Uh huh. I was very surprised. I was like, really? How about that? Treyarch? Yeah. Whatever yeah. it's called. Well, it's, it's built on the Call of Duty 4 engine, so, you know, even if they, if they didn't really know how to make a game, you'd expect it to be pretty good, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Is I mean, you know, it, it, it may be just the fact that it's not World War II, because I'll be honest, like, World at War I didn't think was a bad game, but I just don't like World War II games very much, so that was my main gripe with it. But this game, you know, it starts off with a bang, you do a full mission before the opening credits roll, and it throws you right in the middle of everything, and... Uh, it's it's just, you know, you have plenty of ammo, so you know how much I need my <laughs> ammo liner. <laughs> but there's all these ammo boxes everywhere, and, uh, you know, the enemies are... I was planning on, you know, like a medium-level difficulty, so it wasn't kicking my butt too hard, but that's the way I like it. And I was See, you know, I had to do a few parts over and over again, but well, that's what okay. I, what, I, what I like to call those games are B-movie games. Like, yeah. B, like they're just fun, not particularly the best games you're ever going to play, yeah. not the most memorable games you're ever going to play. Yeah. But they're just fun. Uh, but I was surprised you know, by how much I liked it. So in a way, I think it is going to be memorable for me. Yeah, because well, maybe because your expectations was low. Yeah, could be. But uh, yeah, it, uh, you know the story. Well, you know I'm not a big James Bond fan, so I don't what? know how you guys feel about it. But uh, every movie is exactly the same. There's some yes. supreme <laughs> evil dude trying to destroy the world. There's some hot chick he's kind of drawn to. They get it on. Uh... He can't trust her, but in the end, it turns out she does care about him. And uh... yesterday, I was I was uh, around the girlfriend's house, right, and I was on the laptop doing some work, and I was watching uh, Live and Let Die at the same time, and uh, she came in and she was watching it a little bit with me. And she said, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> uh, and I said, "This is Live and Let Die. It's like, yeah, you know, James Bond." And she went, "This is dumb." <laughs> and she she loved Casino Royale, but 
And I said really? it was made. It was made in the seventies. You got to appreciate that it was. You know, it was. Uh, it was. It's a different time back then, and they didn't have the yeah. film. It, they couldn't make films as good as they could now. Or in some cases, they could. But you know, I was just saying, you got to appreciate it for what it was made. You know, no, sure. it's shit. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Live and Let Die is one of the classics. If you ask me, oh, I love. It is weird though when you watch it when you watch it with somebody that hasn't watched a Bond film. Well, she's yeah. only watched Casino Royale and Living That Die because there's all that voodoo stuff in there. Cool, all right. And Roger Moore does say a racist word, which I did warn her about in advance because she's black, right? And I says, "Well, you know, wait. This is the seventies. Relax." <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> right. And it, it was okay for people to be racist in the seventies. Fine, don't worry. They didn't know any different back then, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. No, so like she, she didn't like it. But I think if I steer on the right path, I mean, she loved Casino Royale. I think if I, I made her watch Goldfinger and things like that, then she'd like it. But yeah. it, it is. I weird remember liking some... Moonraker, but that was. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I've got to say? Right, when I die and pop me clogs. I want a funeral like they have in Live and Let Die. That's what I want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Where they're dancing in the streets with a big band and everything. That's how I want to be buried. <laughs> and I might get brought back to life if I'm lucky if it's a voodoo one, eh? You never know. You never know. So um, the one thing, I would, a couple of real quick complaints. Um, there's a scene where, okay, a lot, the cut scenes, a lot of it is sort of people talking, uh, and, and you're watching the sort of MI6 screens moving around and, you know, voice print indications and heart rate monitors and all this sort of high-tech stuff, supposedly what they're all seeing on their computer screens or something. And uh, there's one scene where Bond apparently is jumping out of an airplane, and they're just describing it based on, you know, some motion tracking thing they have on him. He's going really fast. Now he's going very slowly. He must have deployed his chute. Okay, that should be a playable part of the game. You should be able to jump out and, you know, dive down and slow, slow up. And part of Quantum of Solace, speaking of Casino Royale, sort of merges in the story from Casino Royale. So there's a one yeah. part where apparently Bond is playing cards with this Le Chiffre guy. I don't even know what the story was. But, uh... I was like, dude, put a little card-playing minigame in there. And if people don't want to play, you just be like, skip this part. Okay. But I would love to have done a little, like, James Bond-style card play. i got to win this in order to save the world for some reason. Does it Does it have the scene where he's whacking his balls with the weight or whatever it is? That, no, there's that nothing about seriously Yeah, and then he then he goes, uh, "Can you can you hit it again?" To the a bit yeah, to I've, the got a scra- I've got a scratch. I've got a niche. And there, everyone will die. That you, you, everyone will know that you died scratching my balls. <laughs> yeah, there is uh, a part where you get drugged though, which is really cool because you have to make it to your car and you're like stumbling yeah. everywhere. That's and you're, in the like, film. Stripping off that stuff. is in the. That's in the That's film. In the film. Yeah. You've um, got to watch Casino Royale, dude. You've got to watch I Casino Royale. So. I'll probably watch them both now so I can understand what the hell is going on in the game. Quantum yeah. Solace is good, but Casino Royale is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is good, and you'll you'll finish the film holding your balls because you'll see. I, I don't know that guy who plays Bond now kind of irritates me for some reason. I can't put my finger on why. Daniel Craig. Yeah, I thought he was a good Bond actually. I quite like him. Oh, he's good. Um, before we move on to Quamrin's view, there is one more game I'd like to mention, um, which I which I was actually quite surprised by, and it's almost making me think I should buy a few more points for my. <gasps> yeah, I'm thinking about Uh-oh. a few more. Uh, no, game spending money. What's going on? I know. Uh, but there's a, an arcade title release this week called Axel and Pixel. Yes, there is. Have, have either of you two had a go of this? I played oh. it. I love it. <laughs> it. What sort of game is it? It's a sort of a point and click adventure puzzle game. Puzzle, yeah. 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 It's good. That's a good description. Set in a Monty Python esque world. Mm, that <laughs> yeah. interests me. It it it's lovely. It looks. Did it make you lol? It did. It did quite a little bit. It's very it was, sort of. 
clever yeah. and The only cute. thing with it is, like, I don't know how how long it would be. And if if it's, like, I can't imagine it being, like, ten hours, for example. Um, I, I would say it's more about one or two hours long. And I don't know. I, I, I just feel like it just, when you play it once, you're done. There's nothing else. There. I, I mean, just, let's, I just let you play the like the challengey, um, the challengey kind of like because you drive a car in an eleven, you can play those again. But I don't. Well, I mean, that was always quite cool. It went from being this sort of puzzle game to suddenly being um, like Trials HD almost. <laughs> yeah, it was very Trials actually. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, well, that's quite cool. I just liked it. I just thought it was. Yeah, really I, cool. I thought I, it has. It definitely has charm. It has a lot of charm, and I thought it was very. Very good, and uh, it looks very nice. It's, I mean, it's drawn. Yeah, hand-drawn you know. graphics, which look really gorgeous, don't they? Um, and, just... you know, like, they never speak. Or I don't think he speaks, does he? he doesn't, no, he goes... It's a bit like, yeah. morph, it's a bit like morph, isn't it? Yeah. Or whatever. It's like, so uh, you... Yeah, but it's, it's, I thought it was really good. And, uh, yeah. Very, yeah, it was, it was charming, but I, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't enough to just grab me. Now I, now, I have to say, it did remind me a little bit of Flower, I have to say, in its art style and the way it was presented, so you're probably going to hate it now. Um, but I did feel... Enough. Because we're like, did you have to move your controller to move <laughs> no. the wheel? But you do, you do do there's some bits where if you put your little pointer thing over, over flowers, they'll bloom, or if you put it over trees, all the flowers on the trees will bloom. So there's little secret things that you can do when you explore the levels. Um, I just really liked it. I thought it was very engrossing. I sort of really got into it just playing the demo. And, I, and I, it, it had that good feeling at the end where I wanted to find out what happened next or play some more of it. So I, I really quite liked it. So, so yeah, it's worth it if you haven't if you haven't picked it up. Have a, at least have a go at the demo because it's definitely. Sorry, worth how many it. points you said? And it's eight hundred. Eight hundred. That's kind of stupid, dude. It's not. It's the proper price for an arcade game. That is none of this twelve hundred rubbish. Well, it's better than twelve hundred. But look, when was the last how time? Many, you got how many hours? Are, how many hours do you expect we get out of it? I have no idea. Okay. Okay. I have no idea, but you know, it it was nice. It was definitely definitely play the demo anyway. If nothing else. Yeah, I'll play the demo. Okay, it's that time of the show for uh, Quanyun's review, and he's been a little uh, a little naughty this week because he's he's picked something a, a little bit different. It's fair to say. Um, so, what's uh, the, say the name of this game. Kai, Not only is it different; it's from a different language. I know, Kai Ten Patisserie. I believe is is how it's pronounced. I could be wrong, so I'll, I'm sure I'll get corrected if I'm wrong. By the, uh, oh, I'm sure he'll tell you. But... I'm sure he'll tell me. But yeah, let's let's play it. Go for it. Okie doke, here we go. This is Michael Quigley, also known as Quanrian, on Xbox Live doing the indie picks for this week. Maybe you're reviewing two indie pick games. One is going to be Titan Patisserie, and the other is called Green Island, both by the same developer, DK Alpha. What's different about these week's picks is that usually the developers I look at are either European or American. And this week I'm actually looking at a Japanese developer. And as you're all aware, there are Japanese games in the indie games, and usually they are in Japanese, which means you usually cannot play them. 
or cannot play them to the degree that you would be able to if you actually understood Japanese. And these games are actually the exception. And the first one I'm going to look at is going to be Keitin Patisserie. And this is the newer one. And Keitin Patisserie is a puzzle platformer. And the main way of solving puzzles in this game is that you actually push up against the walls of the world and rotate it. And that is pretty much how the whole concept of the game is built around. And as you get further into the game, more puzzle elements are added to make things more complicated. And, and obviously it does get more difficult and, and more of a challenge, but in a good way, not in a, I'm going to drop spikes on your head and kill you unfair kind of way. It just, it may take you more time to solve it or you just may get that kind of frustration where I know I can solve this, but I just don't know how to yet kind of feeling. But uh, it's it's the, the puzzles are very well put together. What you're collecting is actually food because you're patisserie, which means you're, you know, you make pastries. So you're collecting all this food. And one of the interesting aspects of, of seemingly all of this uh, person's games is that right before you collect the last object, when you collect the next to last object, in fact, a special object will appear. And this special object is a bonus object and it gives you more points. And so it's, it's kind of like the gold star for your achievement of, of what you've done. So it's, you know, you have to do something extra clever to get these items and it gets gradually more difficult as you get further in. And uh, the nicest thing, which a lot of people will appreciate if they don't like buying indie games, is you actually can play the game without buying it. You're obviously going to have the 8 minute time limit, but it's not going to stop you. Which may make you wonder what is the point in buying it. point in buying it is, hey, you're supporting the developer. The next game is going to be Green Island, which is a similar in a lot of the same ways. Almost every single feature I mentioned about Casey's Patisserie is in Green Island. But the catch is the game actually plays quite differently. You're no longer rotating the world. You're actually using bubbles that you create, which you can only create a limited amount of, to create platforms for yourself. And you have to deal with the dynamics of each level, which can go against you to solve the puzzles and collect rather than food. This time you're collecting seats. And the storyline does seem to be a little bit more developed in Green Island. It's probably going to grab people a little bit more just because it it almost has a, a bubble bobble type feel to it. And it, 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 they're both quite fun, but I could honestly see a lot more people enjoying Green Island. But all the, all the other features are pretty much the same. You're going to have very good puzzles. You, you have 50 in uh, pay test screen. You also have 50 in Green Island. So if you really like one, chances are you may just buy the other just because this guy does make really good puzzle games. It's very Japanese, but in the same way, you can go into the options and change the language to English, so even the storyline can be read just fine by you. There's absolutely nothing in the game that's going to hinder you because the game is Japanese. So uh, you, I've given you guys a lot of European and American games to check out. Now I would like to encourage you to check out some of the Japanese ones. It's a very good developer. Quite a few people out there that I know probably like puzzle platformers. They're really worth a shot to check out. They're only 80 points, and like I said, even if you don't buy them, you could still play them. Even with that 8 minute time limit, it's still going to be quite enjoyable just to check them out and see what they're about. So I definitely do encourage you guys to check these ones out. Okay. Um, before we start on the game, I'd just like to say, you know, there are quite a few Japanese games I've noticed in the indie games now. And 
I have to agree with him. The majority of the ones I've actually had a look at, they're all completely in Japanese, so you've no idea. So I don't know who plays these in the West unless you can speak Japanese, in all honesty. Sugar jobs! <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, right. Let's let's get into it then. Jude, what do you what did you think of the of the two games? Um, I thought they were fun. They're cute. They're very cute. They're very all about the cuteness and the little weird anime manga looking characters, such as they are. Um, I thought the gameplay was pretty good. I actually like the gameplay of Kite and Kapamuth Pisces and whatever it's called a little better than the Green Island. Uh. I, I disagree with what he said. I think the bubbles were a little counterintuitive on how they worked. It took me a while to get used to how it was all functioning together, where you can jump through them sort of and stack them up, and then they go away. And I don't know. I felt like uh, with the kite and patest and whatever, it, uh, it, it, it seemed to be a little – I could figure out what I was doing more easily, and, and you know the boxes go on the little buttons, and so you get to open doors that way just like in Portal and a million other games. Uh yeah, but you know it's just fun. It's cute. It, it it's it's just on the far side of being worth buying for me because it, it was just it felt kind of scattered and not as engrossing as I would need it to be in order to actually shell out some bucks. But I had fun. It was fun, cute, and you know entertaining. Even for a, a dollar, you couldn't even stress. Not even a dollar. Dollar. No. no. I mean, I, I I've got to agree with you. I'm I'm in the same mind. I I enjoy kite and patisserie. Uh, better than the Green Island one, the same, because I, I felt I'd, I'd agree with you, you know, the sort of the way you could turn... I like the turning the levels yeah. dynamic and the way stuff fell down, then you had to work out which way you needed to turn it to get it to fall in the right direction. And yep. yeah, yeah, I liked all of that. I thought it was very, very good, but I'm still not quite sure how you can play all the levels. I assume from what he was saying, all the levels are unlocked at the beginning, so you can pick a level just to play. And, and that's how you would just play through the whole game without having to actually buy it. I wouldn't know. I couldn't figure out the instructions. What about the the, the what that what was that game before that? Remember, you save and you just play it again and you just start off where oh, you left off. Oh yeah, yeah. Eternal Maybe, it, yeah, light. Send. Yeah, no, it doesn't save. I don't think it saves. I think just the levels are unlocked, so you can just pick a level and play it. Mm, so yeah. I think you just can play any level in the game. So come on then, Chini. What did you think? Do your worst. Come on, let's have it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, right. you don't want to. Go, go. <laughs> Is this game a port? Not that I'm aware of. Not that right, I'm aware because, of. Because if this game is a port and it was on some other platform before he, he did it to this, then everything I'm going to say next doesn't mean anything. But this game does not translate well on a nice HDTV. Now, I've played indie games before, right? And, you know, the graphics aren't brilliant or whatever, but they look like they fit on the screen and stuff. But, you know, when you play those um, old arcade games, Stu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the retro, and they don't add anything. They just, like the Sonic games, they're not widescreen, they're not HD or anything. They're just straight ports from the arcade version. Yeah, so they're always in sort of normal telly sites, aren't they, with the borders? It looked like that. Right, and I'm I'm not like blatantly dissing it. I'm just saying it did look like that. And when you know when the alert thing comes at the bottom, that yeah. came up all pixely and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, I noticed that too. I that was really that. bizarre. That was and, a that, but it, it may be a Japanese thing too. I mean, I forget it's coming from. I don't know, but I, I just found that very odd. The game itself, the the whole um, I didn't play Green Island because I'm, I swear to God you didn't put that in the message. You did put it in the um, 
Yeah, possibly not. Possibly not. That was a last minute entry because it was right. by the same developer. I did play that they're, they're very similar. Games. I was going to say, to be honest with you, they're almost identical apart from the buttons. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I, I, I played the one where you rotate the, the, the world. All right. And that that's fine. Like That's a very clever mechanic, and you can do all sorts of things with that. The, the, the only thing I would say about this is I'm not into Japanese styles. Uh, art styles, anything like that, and this is very Japanese, obviously, because it's it's a Japanese developer. Um, but no, it wasn't that that bothered me. The, the what bothered me was the the music. <laughs> the the first opening <laughs> tune that's a piece of classical music, isn't it? But I couldn't put my finger yeah, on. Yeah, but it was rendered on like a MIDI controller yeah, from it was. It's like, 1979. It might be a classical masterpiece, but it's been put through this machine, grinded through, and shat out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and it's been, it's put on a, like a ten second loop, all right? yeah. and it it just uh, honestly, no, I'm not joking. Bec- and the colours just clashed, and it was very mm. pixely, and it and the music, it just it made me get a headache. <laughs> the game actually made me a bit ill. All right, and not not because <laughs> of, uh, look, look, the the mechanics of it and the the platforming stuff. That's fine. Like you can do some very good stuff and cool stuff with that. Uh, I'm not having a go at that, but I am having a go at the, the just the terrible music. And just so you're the saying game... this, play it in black and white and turn the turn sound, the sound off. off and you sorted. If this game was like styled like Braid, for example, right, or that excellent pixel game where it was just like that kind of style and it looked better and it was actual classical music, um, I think I would like it a lot more. But the style of it, and it just looked like it was um, a, a Mega Drive game or a Sega Genesis game. It did. It reminded Portrait. me or, or of a, a sort of a lower-end DS game, I thought. Yeah. It is. And it's not even doing it because Mega Man 9, I can't say right, Mega Man 9 did it um, because that, that that was the point of the game. It was retro, but even though it was made uh, the, other, the last year, I think it was. But, you know, it, you, you, I don't know. It, it just seemed like... A ten-year-old a, a game to me. Yeah, uh, but then a lot of these games on the on the. Uh, to be fair, a lot of the indie games are retro, aren't they? And do feel that way. I don't know, but like a lot of I these mean, games, Quamrian's like uh, told us to play. You can kind of at least tell they've been made this year. Yeah, uh, but that, I mean, if you take a game like Johnny Platform's Biscuit Run, which we all like, you know, and thought was really cool and funny, that... God, for the you, record, I've never played that. I'm not uh, saying that I like it. I don't it's, know. It's a great little game. But again, that's very, very pixeled and retro looking. But you couldn't get more basic, really. The music was better in that. And it, 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 had, it, it had, like, kind of... That, there was funny slime boys, and there was charm to it. This is don't a very ask. generic... Um, Japanese little girl with pink hair, uh, pushing on walls. Yeah, I have pink hair. Collecting food, and the music, the music really drove me mental. Like, I, to to the point where I just stopped playing it. I, I played it a bit. I played it like three, four levels in, and then um, the music just drove me crazy, and I just could not <laughs> physically could not listen. I, I could have muted it, but it was offending my eyes as well because there there is a lot of clash. <laughs> There's a lot of clashy colours in there, though. Yeah, but they're all pastels. They're clashy pastels. I just thought it was really odd. Like, if it, maybe if it was, like, um, if it was HD... You know how, like, Street Fighter 2, they've redrawn it, and it was Street Fighter 2 HD remix and all that? And it's all HD, crisp graphic, uh, graphics. If it was that, I know that's expensive to do, and it'll never happen. But if it was that, maybe I would have played it a little bit longer. 
but it was just it was a very it was it was hard to look at. Um, uh, I don't, maybe I'll sit too close to my TV. <laughs> I was gonna say like I mean you know for me the game dynamic is what it was all about for that I didn't even really yeah. notice well, that, how the music was like whatever but I don't know yeah, I just, well, I, I thought the game dynamic was fun the enough. Thing to, is though like the, yeah. the, the, the game mechanics are fine and yeah as I said you can do a lot of clever things with those but. The, the the barrier for me that what stopped me playing it was the style and the music and that's a problem. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. Yeah, no, I I sort of half agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I think it could have maybe looked a bit better. I think it's interesting that we're getting all these Japanese titles and half of them like we can't play. So it is nice to have one that you can play because he has done an English translation as well as the Japanese, which is, you know, not that it makes a whole lot of difference, but at least it's there. Um. And yeah, no, I thought the game mechanic was really cool. I liked the way you had to work out which way to slide stuff to get to the next bit of the level. I, I thought it was quite good. I quite liked it. Although I didn't Did buy it. Did you buy it, Stu? No, I didn't. I have, <laughs> oh, I have bought an indie game this week, I have to say, but we might do that as a review next week. So I'll not. Well, you better it. hush up about it then. You don't want to yeah, spoil it. But I have bought one, yeah, which I thought was very cool. I thought it was very cool. Okay. Was it a massage game? No, it wasn't, although they make a lot of money. And <laughs> they're the biggest sellers. Not my money. Yeah, they're the biggest sellers. Um, yeah, what I'd like to move on to in the second part of the show, I want to just touch on a few things that I've come across this week. The first one being um, the... And we did hear a little bit, I think, whether it was at GDC or E3, about uh, the new Super Mario Brothers having an autopilot mode. Do you remember this? Autoplay. Auto Autoplay. Well, it's actually it's called the Super Fashion Guide for some reason. Don't ask me why that's what it's called, but apparently that's what it's called. It's called the Super Fashion Guide. And the, the way it works is if you fail a level eight times, then the game will give you the option to turn on the autopilot mode in which uh, your own Mario just completes a level on his own. So there you go. So that's, uh, that's, that's how funny. it That's very fun, isn't it? That's how it works. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, to a certain extent, does this not then... What I wanted to touch on this point was, does this not solve the issue that the guy on GameSwipe had where he says he doesn't get to see all the game? You know, if you can yeah. you imagine if you had this in a first-person shooter and you failed the same... Or Ninja Gaiden 2 and there was one particular boss you couldn't beat and you, and it would you know the game would do it for you and show you how to do it. You know, would that, would that not be a good thing? I'll tell you what oh. I would like. I wouldn't necessarily like that, but what I would like is if the game said... We have a hint if you want it. Click here to see the hint. And then I'd be like, okay, yeah, give me a hint. You know, just something, a little something, just a tiny little hint in some instances. You know, some games I would like that sort of the thing. thing. Is, so though, I, I end up going online and finding that anyway. The thing is, though, you, you don't play Mario for the story, do you? Yeah. You know? You, you play it for the enjoyment of jumping around. Speak for yourself. I want to know if he's going to finally <laughs> deal with that Bowser person. Exactly. So I think the fun in this game is... You know, the trial and error, making that jump, completing that level. So it's the wrong time we're going to introduce it in, if, you, if that's your argument, Stu. No, no, I'm not. It's not necessarily an argument, but it's just something I thought I'd touch on, you know, for other games. You know, these people who, you know, there is a game and maybe you get to a certain part of the game that you just can't do. And right. then you never, ever get to see the end of the game as a result, do you? Because you never get any further or you get so frustrated, you just give up. Maybe you know. if this was in a GTA where there's a story, you know... Or an RPG where there's a story and stuff and you want to see what's going on next. 
and it applied to that. Mate, I, I, I would see your points to you, but with a Mario Well, that's game, what I mean. I don't agree with it in Mario, Mario but just saying you if know. you took it outside of the context of Mario and applied it to other games where you maybe want to find out what happens with the story, you know, but you've just unfortunately got to a point in the game where you just can't get past it. You know, that does happen, doesn't it, you know? Can you switch it off, though? No, you don't have to accept it. So basically, right. what it says, it fails, it fails eight times, and it gives you the option. Oh, okay. That's so right. you don't have to turn it on. It just gives you. It just says, "Do you want to?" It's so the, you it, want it, to. it consistently keeps getting more and more belligerent as you keep failing. It's like, "Hey, idiot! Seriously, you should watch <laughs> me and watch how I do it." Like, but yeah, I just want really to touch on that because it... a lot of abuse on your forehead and smashing against the wall. If you just take my advice. Oh God! But yeah, I think it's quite interesting. But the other the other point I'd like to touch on as well, um, sort of next, is the Assassin's Creed Three uh, stuff. Oh, thank God, I'm so bored of hearing about Assassin's Creed Two already. Uh, there's already been some talk. They were talking to one of the I don't know what it was, one of the developers or what you know, one of the guys. Uh, Red the janitor Seba- who sweeps Sebastian up at the end of the day. Puel, whoever <laughs> Sebastian Puel is. No, shoot! I know you love to talk about games that haven't come out yet. <laughs> But this is a bit ridiculous. No, well, yeah. there's a sequel to a game that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> I only wanted to mention it because what he's basically said is right. that it makes sense for a woman to be the, the assassin in the next one. Why would it make sense to be a woman? Because well, he would like it potentially set in World War Two era France and England. So why is that going to be a woman? Because, because the only people who were spies and assassins yeah. in World War Two were oh, was I? Because said all ah. the men were on the front line fighting, and it was the females who did all the sneaking around. You see, was that joke I made really their argument? Yeah. What? That's what <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, you're, you're wow. absolutely on the money. I would have thought there'd be some people who are like, I'm not going out there with a gun under the actual battle. Well, haven't they already made? Haven't they already made Velvet Assassin? Exactly. So this is why I'm a little bit like, and, and also, do we really want another World War Two game? Oh. Yeah. You know what makes I mean, be, I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but it's not like it's not like all the other World War Two games. To be fair, it's going to be sneaking around and assassinating. Yeah, well, there was Velvet Assassin, but that was still pants. No, but like, all right. Well, imagine. Assassin's Creed, but with a World War II back, like, backdrop in France oh. at night. Does it matter I with think, the backdrop? I, I think, it, well... I think it does. I think that's what Assassin's Creed is all about, is the is the setting and the, you know, and the, the graphics and how, you know, cool I it is. I think all. it could be cool. I, in World War II. Yeah. I, personally, yeah, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that game is so far ahead, I won't worry about yeah, it. I know, but I just thought it was a little interesting tidbit, you know, to suddenly, you know, it's like, what, Assassin's Creed in World War Two with a female assassin, you know? I'm not against it, you know, but it just seems an interesting uh, an interesting thing. Um, the other bit of news this week, or the other one which I thought was a bit of a clanger, a bit of a clanger, uh, but the uh, one of the Uncharted 2 developers has actually... Uh, revealed cross-game chat before it's been announced by Sony. <laughs> oh, everything's changing. It's going to be like the parties. It's going to blow up. <laughs> People yeah. are going to want to pay a lot more for PS3s now. You know, you just you know when you sort of read something, you think, God, Sony have been so crap this year. Right, oh, stuff shit, on the wrap, yeah. Really? God. God. Uh, why, how is this a huge... I mean, I, I agree. Okay, granted, it does bring something to the PS3 that is sorely needed, but it's something that should have shipped with launch. I mean, the, the response from the gaming community ought to be, it's about freaking time. 
But they didn't because it's a Japanese console and in Japan it's rude to talk to people, so they don't have it. And that's why a lot of that happened. <laughs> I didn't know that about Japan. Don't yeah. ever talk to anyone when you're in Japan. But they see it as, a, as sort of uh, bad manners, don't they, to interrupt someone when they're playing a game. So that's why they never... That's, that's bad manners here, isn't it? I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, that is true. Uh, uh, but yeah, his, his, um, his forum tag is Reckless Abandon. I'm not sure who he actually is. Would it be funny if like this update comes and then it, Uncharted Two starts freezing? Because yeah. Uncharted One started freezing on the on the 3.0 firmware. It wouldn't be funny. Well, there, has, would, there has been I would a cry few... to be honest, but it would be ironic. There has been a few people complaining that Uncharted Two is also freezing, but whether that's just sort of people just saying it because Uncharted One yeah. did, I don't know. But there has been some stories. All those about... copies out there, and two people complain on the internet that got blown out yeah. before, shortly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but yeah, what he basically said was, was quite funny. He said uh, they were asking about, you know, speaking, you know, in the game chat in the game. And he said, uh, I think that people wanted to have fun and enjoy the show uh, since all dead players can talk to each other no matter what team you're on. But I will suggest it anyway, not to mention that the next PS3 firmware update is going to allow cross-game chat anyway. So if players use that instead of the game communication, then they will be able to communicate enemies' positions as well. So he saw, and then within sort of 24 hours, it was taken off. So his post was removed, but someone had already done a quote from it. You know, when you do a quote and you reply to something. Um, so yeah, so it, it, it looks pretty legit in the fact that it was removed. So, well, so it's there about you go. freaking time. So yeah, so pres- pres- presumably in the next update, we will finally get cross game chat at Yay. last. Yay! Quick update, um, uh, if you're interested in Star Trek Online, there's going to be a beta in the first quarter of 2010. I've just read that now with my eyes. Breaking news. Is that on a PC, though? Of course it is. Yeah, well, my, my graphics card is crap, so it doesn't work. Which does bring me on to something, though, and I did... Uh, I'm not this... going back to this PC gaming thing about the game. Not card. really PC gaming, but I thought I'd mention it because um, the developers of World of Goo... World Ooh, of Goo... Yeah. Uh, did a little bit of a promotion this week. Bless their little cottony socks. Um, but it's, it's quite an expensive game, to be fair, World of Goo, isn't it? It's not the cheapest of games. Well, how uh, much does it usually cost? $20. $20. It's, 20 a 20, bucks. it's a 20 bucks, $20 game. But basically, they, they did a little promotion as a birthday celebration. You could literally pay whatever you wanted to buy the game. So you could pay anything from one cent, I believe. You could actually yep. just play one cent. Up to whatever you wanted. I mean, I played. Uh, I paid two dollars for it, so I did give them two dollars. You are generous. I know. How I generous? <laughs> How I generous? I gave two dollars. Um, what did you? Did you get? You got this as well, didn't you? Do what did you give them? I did. I gave them two dollars as well. It'd be interesting to see the psychology of like people who are like, I'm going to be kind of generous, but not really very generous <laughs> at all. Like, I would give a little more than the bare minimum, but only barely just. I put a, I put a post up on the site, and one of the guys, and I put, oh, well, I gave two dollars. One of the guys on the site put, ah, uh, oh, you could even give one cent. So that's all I gave. <laughs> You know what? I'm I'm probably gonna give him more money though. I find it a really good game. Okay, let's have a little. I know we don't normally do PC stuff, but while we, what well, well, it is also on the Wii, so you can get this on the on the Wii were. But uh, how much is on there? But what I was gonna say is, I would love this to be, you know, become like an arcade title. It's just screaming out for a sort of port to 360 or the PSN. Why? Because I just think it's such it's it's that sort of game which you would play on there. You but know. see, I think the format actually is uh, the mouse is really essential. I can't imagine this I've even heard, being good yeah, on Wii. To be honest, yeah, the wheel like... peggle though. Oh, it's very addictive. People, well, people said a... that like you play peggle. And... Yeah, it's true. 
They, like, you need a mouse and all this shit. Yeah, and I can see why someone would say that, but, I, you know, having played both games, I really... I mean, I never played Pegalon, my system. And I think it probably would be better with a mouse, but I think that World of Goo... You're, you're, you're dragging and dropping stuff, you know? The mouse is good in Peggle because you're aiming precisely, and, you know, okay, but... But I think World of Goo is, is there's so much interaction with the items that it would I, I can't I, I would have a lot of trouble with it. I was going to say the other thing with World of Goo as well. Sometimes you have to do more than one move quickly in succession to, to get stuff yeah, yeah to uh, to do what you need to do. Otherwise, you fail big time. And that's one of the things that I kind of irritated me a little bit because I love the early stages. I had this problem with a number of puzzle games. I feel like they didn't explore and play around with the basic elements enough before they started moving on, and they kept adding new stuff, adding new stuff, adding new stuff. And I mean, okay, it's still fun. It's still a really great game. I went through the first two chapters with, you know, big smile on my face the whole time. But I, I, I would like a little more of that playing around with some of the basic elements. I've got, I've got to say, you know, for anyone who doesn't know what World of Goo is, because probably a lot of people don't who listen to this because they're mainly console yeah. gamers, so I wouldn't assume they do. Um, but basically, and unfortunately, you've missed the boat as well because the promotion finished on the 19th, so you won't be able to get it now, which is a bit of a bit of a bad do but there you go um but basically it's it, it's a bridge building game i suppose is the way to describe it it's a building it, it's sometimes your towers sometimes your bridges but but basically you these, you, go ahead well no you 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 describe it go it's, on, it's, it's okay you have these little blobs and you put them together and when you put them near each other they will create sticks between them so you're basically assembling these towers or bridges or whatever it is with these blobs one stick at a time but the the difference is that they're pulsing. They're sort of. They're, it's gooey. It's 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 kind of a living organism you're creating, and there are other little blobs running around on your structure all the time. So depending on how they're moving, the structure will wave and you know flop around a little bit. So that you have to be extra careful and creative. And on some of the levels, there's a big wind blowing, so you have to be careful there. And the different blobs act in different ways once you put them together. So there's a lot of creativity, and it's a really great example of using a simple idea to come up with very complex, intriguing scenarios. And it's very addictive and a lot of fun. Hugely addictive. And then then you start introducing, like you say, it does soon get more complicated where they introduce the balloon ones, which obviously Mm -hmm. will float for you, so you can float stuff. And also the, the green ones, which you can attach and, you know, take off and put elsewhere can't you so right. you can because the most of the the original blobs you put them down and they're there forever they usually have to stay there and then if you mess up there is there are these little bugs you can click and you go back in time five seconds or so uh but generally speaking a lot of times you'll have to start the whole level over which is a pain but with the green ones yeah you can pick them up and put them down again and every time i see a level with the green guys i feel very relieved because i know that i can play around with it and keep playing with it and i won't have to try going back the 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 one I got stuck on I don't know whether you got I, the one I got stuck on for quite a while was was Fisty's bog. Oh my god, that one drove me nuts. <laughs> it took me quite a while to get across there. Where yeah, and the the basically the the Fisty's bog level is uh, you have to build a bridge from one side level to the other. You have to use balloons to support it, but at the top and bottom are spikes. So if you you put too many balloons on, it goes too high and it's the spikes mm-hmm. at the top. If you don't put enough balloons on and it's too heavy, it sinks to the bottom and it hits the spikes on the bottom and it there's a lot of balance. Going on on and there's a, it's anchored on the left side, but the further you go to the right, the more it's swinging around wildly. You put a balloon on it, suddenly it goes flinging up in the air. If you take one off, it goes flying down to the ground. So it's really tricky to get that balance right. But once you do, of course, the elation is so awesome. You just feel so incredibly happy, and you know you hear victory noises. <laughs> Not actually cool. like that. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, the well, the last thing I'd say because we don't normally, and you know, we've talked quite a bit about it now. Yes. But if 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 obviously it's not on promotion anymore, now would you still recommend it at twenty dollars? I would. I actually would. I'm going to go back and give them more money. I think because it's it's really it's it's a deep game. There's a lot of elements to it. It goes on for a long time. You get a lot. I've probably put in four hours of gameplay already, and I'm only two chapters in out of five. So, yeah. I think I think they should do this on Xbox Live Arcade with some of the games on there, you know, some of the top ones, rather than discounting the crap stuff, which is this week. Uh, yeah. For anybody who wants it, the discounted this week was um, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil Five multiplayer. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be free anyway. Uh, yeah, really? What are they discounting? Two twenty cents? No, it's still under something like is it two hundred and forty points or something? Oh, I don't know. God, on, you got to be I'm on Xbox. dot com right now. So I'll find is anybody it. even playing that? No. no. <laughs> and they still yeah, won't buy this thing that nobody's playing. I know it's just a shit. No, I think they should let you know some of the bigger stuff and say, look, you know, we're going to properly discount because they they would sell it. You know, they would make a massive amount of profit just by the vol. You know, I was I was trying to figure out how many extra copies of World of Goo they've they've sold as a re- result of this and how much money they've made because I think they'll have made a massive amount of cash out of this. Well, the question, and of course, yeah, like how many would they have sold otherwise, and then probably yeah. not very many, and then okay, yeah, yeah, you sell a bunch for. Maybe two dollars, but that's two more dollars than you would have had. Yeah, I mean, you and I have both bought it, and we probably would never have done otherwise, would we? You know? Yeah. So true. there you go. So it's obviously done its uh, its thing. Uh, before we do Cranky Duke, um, we, we've got uh, a list this week, so uh, we're going to do that. And I just thought I'd mention we have got a Mass Effect Two release date. If anyone's interested, mm, let me guess. Go, go on. Have January twenty eighth, two thousand fifty eight. How did you know? Yes, I nailed it. How did you know? Actually, do you know what? You're very close. (laughs) Can I have a guess? Go on, you can have a guess too. Um, January 26th. (laughs) Yeah, right, okay. 2010. (laughs) Maybe the the 29th for the the (laughs) European. (laughs) European. You're absolutely spot on. Wow. Wow, so my, my date wasn't off. It was the year that was off. Yeah, the year was off. But the date was almost spot on. So I'm very, it. very shocked that it's coming this early, to be honest. I know, I was a bit like, I didn't expect it that I, I almost, I almost jizzed in my pants. <laughs> oh, no. Too much information. <laughs> Although, that does let me connect to this documentary I was listening to from the BBC about MI6, and they were saying that, they were talking about early attempts to find a secret ink, and apparently they were using semen for a little while as a way to send secret messages that couldn't be read. Yeah, I was the... Uh, the main supplier. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> Stop lying. Mike, can um, you masturbate in a cup again? We, uh, <laughs> we're low. Quick, Stu, move on. We're and low we, like this chest. Mass Effect 2, yeah. Just to disappoint because I know the listeners tune in for some uh, Modern Warfare 2 stuff. Ooh. You know, go I, ahead. Do it you now. Know, I have some every week. I have some every week. This week, this week it has been revealed that there's going to be over 20 co-op objective-based missions. Oh, my God! To be unlocked throughout the game, um, which will interest him. In, it'll include some interesting stuff. He says uh, it's not just going and kill everybody. You know, there's some Ooh, snowmobile racing, snowmobile races, snowmobile racing where you and a friend do downhill racing, trying to get more time and you know, going oh, through fire. checkpoints. Which is really hey, whatever. That's not why we find Modern Warfare Two. Uh, there's going to be some elimination where you have x amount of guys on the map and you have to choose your own adventure on how to kill them all and then there's some point a to point b and survive rainbow six 
So there you go. So there's right, a, there's two. the Modern, War- Modern Warfare 2, right? Go. And you know how you're not going to buy it because you say that the price is too high, it's £55, and rightly so, because I'm only going to buy it because it's very cheap on Shop2.net, which we're not sponsored by, by the way. Um, <laughs> but they are awesome. <laughs> Why don't you buy it used? Yeah. You find it used? You mean about a week later? Who's gonna Who's gonna trade that game in? No, right. <laughs> you You know how aggressive um, shops like Game and GameStation are on used trading. They all, every time you go in there, you buy something. They go, you can trade in your games, and I can say you could shut the fuck up about trading games. But they always <laughs> mention it. They always say you can trade in your games, and there's always a poster up saying if you trade in this game, which was which has been out for two weeks, they you do get tend this to have game. Stuff yeah, so they they always push it that you know for sure that about two three weeks after Modern Warfare Two's come out, there'll be a used copy. Why don't you get one of those? The money doesn't go to the developers; the it goes go to developers. straight to game, straight to Game Station. You're still, um, you know, voting with your money. That's a good question. What do you think, Stu? I don't know. I'm, I'll think about it. I, I, that was I, I come up with that idea today. And I thought, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to think about it. But I'm going to come up I with don't... a reason to say no. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't do that. Uh, because he's still... Because he feel like he's yeah. selling himself out. I'm selling out if I play it not, now. Because you're not giving... He's totally not. I know. Your money. You're giving... Or you're giving all your money to game or games. But you know what? We no, didn't I, didn't we ask him though? If I love we talking about you in the third person, dude. Didn't we ask him uh, <laughs> if if somebody gave it to you free? You said you still wouldn't play it, didn't you? Uh, I probably wouldn't because yeah. I just faced it down. It's you the know. principle. I'm going to tell you principle. what. Well, I'm not. Also, just to, just something to bear in mind. HMV do trade-ins now, so maybe you can get it from them. Yeah, no, I believe so. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Replay. Now, I'm not sure. I'm just looking at the time, and I'm not sure that we've got time to do a list this week. You know, especially with you, because we've no idea how big your quiz is, so it could be quite long, couldn't it? Well, I don't know. It could well, be quite why don't we do it, and if we don't have time, we'll edit it out. Well, I'll tell you what. No, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do Cranky Duke. <laughs> we'll do Cranky Duke. Then we'll do the quiz, and if we have time after the quiz, we'll do the list then. How does that sound? All right. Okay? Yeah? yeah. Okay. Makes sense? Okay. Let's do All Cranky right. I need to set it up because, uh, once again, I didn't get any ideas from the, the peanut gallery here. What about those four emails I sent you? Oh, I, I'm, those must have gone right to my spam filter. You should put Hyperion <laughs> Prince Investment Offer as the subject line, dude. Would you like to buy uh, Invest in Bank? <laughs> yes, I'd like to buy Invest in Bank. I have $42 like million dollars and if you put it in your bank account to give me all your details. You can have half Sounds like a good deal. She <laughs> like free money. I know. Anyway, uh, if uh, so, anyway, if people have ideas, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm kind of running out of ideas a little bit. So if people have ideas, send them to me, email or whatever, private message or whatever it is. Duke Scath on Xbox Live. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I kind of pulled this one out of the last minute. I think it's pretty good. So hopefully you will too. Here we go. Everybody ready? Yep. Go. Is a crank. Is a crank. having a birthday coming up soon yep. and I'm trying to figure out what I can get her for a birthday present, you know? Okay, what's, how old is she? 
Oh, she's seven? Okay. And uh, her family has an Xbox 360, and I was thinking I could get her a video game for that. Okay. So what do you think a game that might interest a seven-year-old girl would be? Um, unfortunately, uh, 360 doesn't really produce games for kids. Really? No, it's more of a, like a Nintendo Wii or PlayStation 2 type thing. Because um, some of the things that she's interested in is like... She's interested in, like, astronomy, you know, and stuff, yeah. and uh, the court system, and uh, also, like, engineering and stuff. So, they're called, I was doing some searches, and I, I don't know anything about video games, so yeah. I was thinking... She, she's in the whole engineering aspect. Um, I'll have to go take a look. Let me, I'm going to put you on hold really quick, I'm going to go take a look at what I got. Thanks. Yep. Lego. Sir? Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm really seeing that might possibly work is uh, Lego Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, yeah, because, I mean, you know, yeah, she likes the Lego blocks, but I was thinking there's some game that I saw called, I went over to my friend's house to borrow his internet because I don't have one. Yeah. So he, uh, he, the internet said, I did a search for, like, engineering because she's into engineering, and yeah. there's something called Gears of War. Could that be something? No, that's like Gears of War is going to be a little, uh, little intense. Because uh, the other thing was, I was looking in terms of the justice system, and there's some game called Condemned 2. Yeah, I, I mean, they're all going to be way too old for her. Is that like she wouldn't understand the concepts in it? Concept of them, they're going to be very bloody. They're just not going to be age appropriate. Mm. And um, then the, I'm sorry, yeah. the other one was because you know, again, because she's into astronomy. There's one called Dead Space. I don't know if that was. Yeah, no, that's not going to be anything that shouldn't get that for a little kid. Um, the only, I mean, otherwise I've got uh, uh, Raymond, Raven, yeah, Raymond Raven Rabbit, Rabbit. Huh. It's uh. It's, She's she's really not into animals much, but okay. I, I guess I can take a look or something. Yeah, honestly, 360 is not uh, not going to be the the system for that age. Okay, well, thanks anyway. Yeah, no problem. All right, bye. bye. I'm a, I'm sort of a bit astounded. <laughs> what? You don't think Condemned Two is a good game for a seven year old? It's all like it's perfect. <laughs> No, I just think there's actually quite a lot of sort of kiddie orientated. I, I was thinking of some that he could have recommended. There was loads like Viva Pinata, Viva yeah, Pinata. Yeah. All the Lego games, there's tons of them. There's all the arcade titles that are on there. I mean, did even they even actually promoted the arcade skew for kids, didn't they? And included sort of kiddie orientated. I find that quite amazing. You know, we and PS2 apparently, if you want one of those. I guess so. Well, yeah, that was quite in- interesting, I have to say. But yeah, <laughs> at least he didn't go, oh, yeah, Gears of War, that'd be fine. Yeah, I was hoping I'd find somebody who was like, yeah, Condemned 2, that'd be fine for a seven-year-old. <laughs> oh, and then I could shit. do another call later yeah. on. What the hell have you sold me? What did you tell me to give my seven-year-old niece? I'm going to kick your ass. I've, can I just ask, actually, what's the youngest person you've ever come across on, on Gears of War when you've been playing multiplayer, just out of interest? I don't play Gears of War multiplayer. Probably seven... Yeah, I I played once with a guy and his son, and his son was six, and his six year old son was and his six year old son was actually pretty mean with a sniper rifle, which was it's a bit okay because you're not killing humans, you're killing bugs, so it's all right for a six year old. Yeah, but what if you no on Gears of War if you're playing as a locust, you're killing humans. That's well, yeah, but it's okay because you're a bug. <laughs> okay, I like. I don't know the logic there, but and you saw him in half with chainsaw, and that's fine. I was, yeah. I was a bit astounded that a father was playing with his son knowingly at the same time on a split screen. So obviously, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've experienced that actually. I, yeah. I know somebody, and he's and his son he's, was about eight or nine, and he played Gears of War a lot, and Saints Row two as well. Yeah, that's just These kids bad. today. They don't know nothing about what. That's Saints Row two is a game full of prostitutes and throwing shit on buildings. <laughs> 
So, yeah, yeah, very bad. Okay, right. well, come on then, Ginny. You're the quiz master this week, so you tell us what's going to happen. Quiz time! Okay, here we, we go. We have a theme song for the quiz. Oh, there it is. Yeah! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Game Raiders. Oh, I didn't think of the name, it was Stu. Yeah! Anyway, <laughs> right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Woo. that down a bit there. <laughs> Right, so here we go. Quiz on the quiz master. I'm probably going to kill this, lads, but I'll give it a go. All right. <laughs> now, I will warn you, the first raid is child's play, like it was last week. I got my little niece and little nephew to uh, to describe game covers. And bear in mind, they're almost five. So I think they've done really well. <laughs> okay. All right. And, they're almost uh, five years old, what? They're, yeah, they're almost five years old. Oh, I got you. Okay. They're, so they're, they're 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 five in November. So they're very young. Yes. They had no idea what they was doing, <laughs> and they just thought. I just said, "Do you want to play a game?" And they were for it. So they, they were thinking not... Candyland. You were thinking talking to this mic right. and describe what you so, see here, but don't say the name because they sound mega cute when you play them. Right? I will still play them, but if you want to know exactly what they said, I have written it down, and I will <laughs> okay. tell you myself because it's that hard to to understand them probably, okay. but. Nevertheless, they they did it. So I think it's I think you know they they deserve to be on because bless them, you know, yes. bless them. They're only five. Um, okay, so Stuart. Okay, you are first. Okay, it's the same rules as yours. You have to guess what the hell. Um, <laughs> her, her name is Madge, right? You have to guess what Madge is talking about. What well, it's just a cover of a game. Okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Hopefully this plays first time and I won't look like a jack ass. A man is reaching a end of a cliff. He's, he's falling. He's got a blue background. Man looks very, very sad. <laughs> is that it? That's it. <laughs> what was the uh, first bit? A man, right, a man off a cliff. reaching off the edge of a cliff, falling. It's got a blue background and the man looks very, very sad. He looks very, very sad. God, there's a man falling off a cliff. And because these these are so hard, I'm willing to tell you what year they was released. Okay, give me, go on then, give me the year then. Give me the year. So the year was 2009. Okay, so it's this year. Yes. Have this, I played this year? This year? Is, I'm, a... I'm not giving you any more than that. Okay, 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 okay. So there's a man reaching off a cliff. There's a blue background and he looks very, very Can we sad. Play it again because she is cute. Yeah, play it again. It's very lesser. Right. The first thing she says is a man, but she says uh, a ban. I think she says. But here we go. A man is reaching the end of a cliff. He's he's falling. He's got a blue background. Man looks very, very sad. He's got a blue background. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. very cute. <laughs> Oh my god, falling off a cliff. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, let me think. I thought she did a really good job on this. <laughs> I, what are you going to say? She I, sucks, she doesn't know what she's talking about. God, have, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Stupid kid, get it right! I have no idea, I have to say. I have, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Pass it over really? to Yeah, I have really? no idea. Oh really? my god, okay. I really well, thought you'd get that one. Okay, okay. Is it, so you're officially giving up? Yeah, I'm giving up. Is it Uncharted 2? Yes! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, 
I would have thought you'd at least guess that. Man falling. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at the cover that much, to be honest. I have. Alright, moving on, moving on. Okay, right, no. you've got Madge again. Okay, and this is the next one. No, wait, is this for Stu or for me? No, this, this is for you, Stu. No, this is for Stu. Oh, are you doing it? You're not doing alternate. Okay. No, I'll do it for Stu because, because, yeah, yeah, I'll do two, two for Stu. I, I can't be asked to Oh, two and two, okay. Okay. All right. Stu, you ready? I'm ready. See Ben, they're naughty. That's because they don't like each other. But otherwise, it's wearing a suit. A blue school. Bye bye. Bless her. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's bad? Right. And they don't like each other. And otherwise, they didn't. Yeah. All right. Okay. So what she said was, oh. "She's five. Leave her alone." Right. It's very cute and incomprehensible. All right. Two men. They're naughty uh, because they don't like each other. The man on the right is wearing a shirt. And the very last thing she says, apart from bye-bye, is blue skull. Well, I was going to say, is it is it Kane and Lynch? No. Ah, see, I thought that was a good guess. You can have as many guesses as you want, because this, I, I doubt you will get this. So, the, the game was released in <laughs> 2000. He's taunting you, dude. You never get this. <laughs> the game, the game, the game was released for two, in 2008 right, for the Xbox 360. That's how hard this guess is. This is why I'm giving you so many clues, because I, don't, I really don't think you'll get it. If you get it, I'll be impressed. <laughs> no, too many. You've played it. Is it Gears of War 2? No. Ah. Blue Skull. Is it, so a console, it was a disc that was released. No, this is an arcade game. None of these are arcade games. Oh, no, they're all... Okay. So this is an act, it was in the shops. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have a guess, Duke, because I have no clue. Blue Skull. Um... Oh, Devil May Cry 4. No. No. Uh, blue, Not Blue Dragon. Nope. I'm thinking Blue. Is Blue in the title? <laughs> no. No. Is Skull in the title? No. Is the Skull central to the game at all, or is okay. it just something that happens to be there? I'm not saying anything else. Oh, well, now you're stopping with the clues. <laughs> you just want to see us fumble around and screw it up. Yeah. Well, I'm out of ideas. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Now, because when I'll tell you this, you'll be like, Blue Skull. And to be honest, I would have been. I have no idea why she said this. It's like but... FIFA 06 or something. <laughs> right? But there is a Blue Skull in the picture, but you would never associate the Blue Skull with the game. Anybody want to take one last guess before I tell you what it <laughs> no, is? No! Just tell us! Bully. Uh, oh, bully. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. What? Now, Hang if you on, look at that link I sent you... Stu could cut all this out, but there is a blue skull on the, the very on the cover right there in front of you. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, it's part of that. I knew because it, it was I knew there was that like shield image, their crest mm. or whatever. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I forgot. All right, so anyway, this. there you go. Okay. That's uh, that's Stu's uh, gone. Let me find. Uh, she said one of them was wearing a shirt. They're both wearing shirts. I know, but she's fine. All right, here we go. <laughs> she's fine. That's gonna eventually be like, okay, there's puppies and flowers and there's a tree. And it's like uh, here's War Two. Come on. She's fine. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Uh, you ready? You've got Jimmy, my little nephew, Jimmy. Sweet. Uh, they're twins, by the way. So they're, he's the same age, and uh, he's he's got a very cute voice because he can't pronounce his words. <laughs> so you you're fucked, really. All right, here we go. <laughs> You ready? Ready. Uh, why 
final. <laughs> final is folding his arms, holding his spinner. A bird is very, very cool. Bless. Right, so what he said... <laughs> was, was it Wino? <laughs> he says, uh, Rhino. Ah, okay. Folding his arms, holding his spinner. <laughs> A bird, very, very colourful. Um, well, the game. Two, I... The game was released in two thousand and eight. Uh, no, neither of those is making sense now. Okay, a rhino, folding his arms, holding his spinner. A bird, very very colorful. Um, I'm gonna say some sort of Kabbalah hunting game. But that's either wrong or not close enough for no correctness. It's, it's okay, not wrong. It's, it's, sorry, it's not right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you've ever owned the Kabbalah game, have you? Ah, man. A no, rhino no, no. folding his arms with a spinner. See, I can only think of like a Viva Pinata game that would have anything that looked like that on the front. But he, I don't think you've ever owned one of those. He says. I was thinking Madagascar, but. Probably not. Huh? Yeah, he won't have owned one of those either. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise, although I don't think you've ever owned it. Both wrong, I'm afraid it was Banjo Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. Oh and he yeah. thought that the bear was a rhino. And he <laughs> He's on the ball there, that kid. Do it do yeah. I get half a point for having the right game developer? No. <laughs> Come on. Oh, half a point. No, sure. no, 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 no. He thought it was a rhino holding a spinner and uh, he obviously meant spanner. Bless him. So that was uh, that's a no point again. I did say that these are very hard. It does get easier after this because I thought because these rounds are so hard, I thought I'd make the rest easier. So this is the hardest right. it's going to be. Right? Okay. Okay. All right. So one more for Duke. Here we go. When do you want a corn, a heart, castles at the bottom of castles that they killed years in the back. Smoke coming out of the corner. Bay dark. Right. Now I'll I'll say what he said because I know I know he's very hard to understand him. I mean, he talks... I heard something about a castle. Right. He talks a lot, and sometimes I don't know what he's saying. But uh, he said friendly man. Uh, bear in mind when he said friendly man, me and my brother laughed because he he doesn't look very friendly. Uh, he thought gun, a bear was not rhinoceros. Go ahead. A, a gun. A hat. Castles at the bottom are castles. Clouds at the back. Smoke coming from the gun. Very dark. And this game was released in 2009. Castle of a gun. So, yeah. So, a gun. A a friendly man, apparently. (laughs) Uh, A hat, a gun. Some castles at the bottom. Clouds in the back. Smoke. Color Wars 2. No. Dang it. That was a very good guess. Go ahead, Stu. Is it uh, Operation Flashpoint? No. Oh. oh. No. That's a good was, guess. Too, it was Damnation. No. Have you got that? No. See, I'm thinking of games you own. Yeah, I know you are. That's why. I, that's why I went on the internet and started <laughs> to do that. That's cheating. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, right, so let's move on because I know that was very hard. And the scores at the moment are Stuart nothing and Duke one. So Duke, yeah. you're in the lead. Well done there. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so the next round... He's, he's sort left. of grinning in the Damnation box cover. It's not happy, but... Yeah, anyway. so maybe that's why he, uh, he did I that. Guess, yeah. Right, so the next round is the intro round. Now, to make this a little bit easier, these are all games that you've played. You've oh, okay. definitely played... I, I went to the trouble of going on your gamer card and, and making sure that you played these games. So these should be quite easy for you, um, in theory. So I'm going to go <laughs> Duke, Duke first, because I want okay. to. I'm mental. Uh, are you ready, Duke? So these are all 360 games, then? Uh, I'm just looking. Yes, they are. Okay, uh, go ahead. I'm ready. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Do I get a year of release? Release this year. And to be fair, like I couldn't find a clip of the intro, but that's pretty much the first thing you hear on the menu kind of thing. <laughs> so, technically it is. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Operation Flashpoint. You're correct. Woo! Dragon yes. Rising, of course, if you were waiting for the second part. No, no, that'll do. That'll do. Hey, a little that'll leeway. Do. How about that? That's a good way to run a quiz. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, just because well, he's a sloppy quiz master, I'll tell you. <laughs> What? I went to a lot of trouble to find out that you meant you played these games. Okay, now, for yours, Stuart, the next one, I actually cut out the name, because if I left it in, it would have been so easy, uh, you would have lolled at me. So I uh, I cut out a, a bit of the name, but hopefully it, it shouldn't be too hard. So here we go. Well, what about... She's a spacer and lived aboard starships most of her life. Military service runs in the family. Both her parents were in the Navy. She got most of her unit killed on Torben. She gets the job done, no matter what the cost. Is that the kind of person we want protecting the galaxy? That's the only kind of person who can protect the galaxy. I'll make the call. Stu? I'm going to say here, right, okay. So it's definitely a game I've played. You've okay. played it? The only game I can think of that starts anything like that is Mass Effect, isn't it? Correct. That was my Thank guess. God for that. <laughs> because Because I think what throws you off is that he, he says she. Yeah. On it, which I think... Because you, um, you started off as a woman then. So I, No, well, no, that, that was just off, off the old internet. So I... Oh, okay, I, just, I gotcha. Whoever... whoever Style it, you know. The, but they the, change uh, the the dialogue, and depending on yeah. which one. Yeah, but like he does say, Commander Shepard. So I thought if I left that in, that would have been far too. You can yeah. understand now, Stu. Why I cut well, that I didn't recognise it, and I thought, but he's saying she. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> see, there you go. I thought that would throw you off. All right, all right, Duke, you're next. I'm ready. You ready now? I've I've never played this game, and I don't think Stu has, but I know you have. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Kingdom for Keplings. I'm pausing it there because you've interrupted. You say, <laughs> what? Kingdom for Keplings. You would That's be very correct. distinctive music. Woo! Yeah, there you go. Kingdom I for Keplings. Got, I no, no. Which is why My I wife made me turn that music off. She's like, That's so annoying, repetitive. 
just to piss her off. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, Stu, your turn. Are you ready? Yep. Now, I wouldn't know this. This is a little clue, actually. I would not know this and not care. You ready? I must do this. And it's for the person who means the most to me. Okay, Eternal Sonata. <laughs> yes, Eternal Sonata. I, I still love that game. I love it. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the intro round done, and the scores are Stuart, two. But still in the lead is Duke with three. So, uh, yeah, well done, Duke. Now, we go on to the, the questions. Uh, the questions um, are just, you know, normal questions. I won't ask you to buzz in because that's a hell thing to edit. So I'm going to start with Duke. I'm going to ask you five questions. Wow. And on, cer- on certain questions, there'll be a bonus opportunity. Okay. So it's kind of like uh, penalty shoot-off. We each I, don't, gonna... I don't know what that is. But anyway. When you play football and at the end of the game, if it's tied. I don't know what I don't watch sport. <laughs> I'm not a man. Okay, All go right. ahead. Shoot, show me is, some questions there. The, the first one is multiple choice. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. In the 2009 version of Bionic Commando, the plot reveals <laughs> that the protagonist has part of what in his bionic arm? His wife. Is he A, nuclear atoms? <laughs> no. B, his girlfriend slash wife? Okay, or B. C, Nazi technology? B, his girlfriend slash wife? Correct. <laughs> Amazingly enough, it's his, uh, it's his one. Right, number two. Spoiler alert, thanks for ruining the game for some people who are trying to finish it. The game's awful, don't bother. Right, <laughs> number two. Shadow Complex was a big hit for developers' chair, but what was the name of their previous game? Uh, am I allowed to use Google? No. <laughs> Damn it. Because then I... everybody would get everything. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able to put the sound file in. Um, I don't know. Uh, 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 light difficulty complex. I don't know. I give up. Can Stu steal these, or is it just give me? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. You don't get the point. But let him get it. Steal it because it was like they gave it away for free. Yes, (laughs) it was Undertow. Uh, yes, they made Undertow. You know that one? Crappy game. No, never Scooby played it. Never mind. Right. I think it, if three. I heard that it, it's just because y'all were talking about it when Shadow Pilot <laughs> came in. No stealing. No. Question three. True or false? The makers of Wanted Weapons of Fate were also, also the developers behind the Matrix MMO. True. Sorry, it's false. Uh, but you can get a bonus point. <laughs> if or you, a point. A point. If you, <laughs> if you can name... The real developers behind the Matrix MMO. Uh, Bungie. They, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they made Fear 2 and... Oh, my uh, I'm yeah, not giving you that. I'm not giving you that because you... Well, uh, no, of course not. Right, okay. So, in a question four. Dice are developers best known for what, Duke? That's not the question, but you should know anyway. <laughs> Battlefield! Right. But where are they based? the hell knows Scotland really you don't know that no wow United States no it's Argentina Sweden Qatar Sweden really yeah so wow. you didn't get any points there and question five who is better Chinny or the daddy <laughs> Chinny no oh! 
I won't give you a point for that because you're trying to suck up to the house. So sorry about that. <laughs> and if I had said Stu, of course I wouldn't get a point for that either. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> That was you done, Duke. You got. Yes. I think you got. I think you got one or two. I think I, what do you mean? You think I? I got three. <laughs> you got one. You got one right. You got one right. I am now in them. I just didn't know. Right, okay. you got one right. So, Stu, you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, go. Again, multiple choice for the first question. So here we go. Which of these James Bond films was not made into a game? Okay. A. Tomorrow Never Dies. B. From Russia with Love. Or C. Casino Royale. I would have to go with From Russia With Love. I'm afraid you're wrong. No! Sorry, I missed the question. Can you really ask so too old to be made into a game? From Russia With Love was made on the PS2, Xbox One, and the GameCube. So it's tomorrow. It's- they, did, they did TV commercials for From Russia With Love. Mm. The the game they never James Bond game they never released was Casino Royale they never made one for that unless you count so, Quantum of Solace because they kind of worked it in I should have got that shit. but it's not cool Casino Royale no it is question me but he's in it isn't he and that's what <laughs> shut up anyways <laughs> that was easy you know what Stu feels like <laughs> okay Stupid. question two question two what was the name of the Monkey Island game released in the year 2000 I'm going to go with The Revenge of Monkey Island. Or The Return to Monkey Island. Return to Monkey Island. Need a final answer, Stu. Return to Monkey Island, I'm going to go for. I'm afraid you're wrong. Oh, what was it? Revenge the of Escape Little. of Monkey Island. Ah. Oh. Never mind. Never I mean, mind. So Question... both of those answers were wrong, but I needed to definitely. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Question three. Okay, go, go. Gun was released on November the 8th, 2005. But on how many platforms? Okay, let me let, let me count these. I'm going to go with four. I'm afraid you're wrong. Uh, three? It was, it was six. Six? No way. Six. Oh, wait, okay. I wasn't thinking. Okay. Because it was, it was not PC PS, and Mac as two X, different ones? Xbox 360. Oh, PC. Of course, you were on PC as well, wasn't it? Do you want to know them? Yeah, go on. GameCube. Yeah, I did that. It's, PC, yeah. PS2, yeah. Xbox, Xbox 360, and the PSP. Ah, oh, PSP. I would have still never got that. Yeah, that Even missing cool. the PC. Right. That's crazy. Question four. Warhawk was a PS3 exclusive released in 2007, but can you tell me what year the PS1 version was released? I didn't even know there'd been a PS1 <laughs> <version>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this round's a lot harder than the last one, man. Isn't it? Easy. He was lying when he said the child's play <laughs> round was easy. Um, okay. So, which which year? The PS- You're not Googling, are you? I'm, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I never had it. Well, I had a PS1, but that just seemed such a long time ago. Okay, I'm going to go with, and this is a complete guess, uh-huh. uh, 1998. You're wrong. Uh, of course I'm no- wrong. 1995, I'm really? afraid. Really? That's just yeah. like... Yeah, long. and there was, a, there was an earlier version of Warhawk released for the Commodore 64, released in 1986. I would have uh, known. If you'd have known that, I would have thrown a bonus point, but you clearly didn't know. <laughs> at all. So, anyway, question five. This is the last question. What is the best game in the world? <laughs> uh, the best game in the world is Half-Life 2. 
No, it's Goldeneye. So, so <laughs> see, at least your bullshit questions. There's a chance we think we might get them right. Not like what's a what's a first person shooter. So that uh, concludes would, be. <laughs> the quiz. And um, congratulations, Duke. You've won with four. Sadly, Stu, you only get two. Um, Damn it. We do get to laugh at you, so uh, there is a consolation for us. Well, the Duke. That's well, the quiz. Well, yeah. there you go. Well, that. Oh wait, hang on a second. I should play my victory music. Sure. Do, 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 do. There you go. Uh, well done, Duke. Good well done, Duke. I think. Well I think done. maybe the person who hosted the previous week is destined to lose it the next week. Uh, well, we'll see. You're you're the hostess with the mostest next week. I will be the quiz master. The quiz master. Right, okay. We've no time for a list tonight. You'll be pleased to hear, probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's do some shout-outs and get there. Wait, no time for a, qu- or for a list. No time for a list. <laughs> <laughs> we have no time. Right, okay, shout-outs. Let's go to you first, Ginny. Quick shout-outs for this week. Um, I would like to shout-out uh, Spitfire Ian. Okay. Lig Stew, Parsnip Nose, and S. Spence. And they all know why. And if they don't, then they should. There you go. And if they do know <laughs> why, then this is for them. There you go. And, uh, and Duke. Yes, and shout me out too. Yes, go ahead. Oh, wait, you mean I should give my shout out? Yes, yes. Be that. I'm going to shout out Murphy's Law because he's been given the DLC for Rock Band every week. Awesome. Yay. I don't have to look it up myself. Woo-hoo! Hank deserves a victory sound. So thanks to him and thanks to you guys for having me on the podcast. And thanks to everybody who ever plays video games ever. There you go. That was good shout-outs. Um, well, I've got a couple. I'm going to shout-out Hawkson uh, for playing some Firefight with me before I, I traded in ODST. And I, I've got to say, I really enjoyed it, so that was a lot of fun. So thank you for that. And we've got a couple of new reviews on iTunes, so I thought I'd mention both of those. Are uh, they positive reviews? Yes. <laughs> uh, which is, which is not Betty, anymore. <laughs> yeah, Betty Burr, who... Um, Still likes the show. He's been listening since the early days. I remember him listening in the very early days. And he said, this is really sick star material. So that's nice of him, wasn't it? There you go. So Betty Bear. And Mark Annex have, has given us another re-review. And he said he's been listening since day one and he still enjoys it as much as he did back he's then. He's a mechanic. He is. Mark Annex is a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. I tried to follow him on Twitter and he wouldn't let me. Would he not? I don't blame him. Well, I don't think he, he would. Like, he's got settings on there and he wouldn't let me. So I just, but you're always okay. stalking people you are on Twitter. I am indeed. I am indeed. So that's and that's about it for tonight. So uh, on that note, I think we need to get the hell out of here and well say ta ta. Stop talking. Bye bye. It's been a hard game's night and there's infected everywhere. It's been a hard game's night. Oh, this hot me. But when I see the safe room, you give me pills to consume, and then I feel not much better. We are a team all day to keep our streams from going gray. And it worries me to hear you say, Shit, there's a witch, run away. So please don't startle the witch, cause she.
she's a mean fucking bitch You know I'll rage quit Okay When I'm down And I can put up a fight When I'm down Feeling you patch me up tight Kite, yeah It's been a hard game's night I should be okay for a while It's been a hard game's night Never mind that we shouldn't run from the hook They don't like to be ignored Throw a Molotov, all right Just run away.